If you like the video, please consider supporting James Corp on Patreon. Hi, hello everyone and welcome to Test Chamber Twilight 2000. We've, uh, we're going to be playing Twilight 2000 for the next eight weeks, I think. With a review at the end and everything else that needs to come with it that we do here over at Test Chamber. Don't forget, if you're enjoying this, to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on Twitch, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. You've got Amazon Prime and you're not using it because you're just giving Amazon free money then. We're going to go around the table, get people to introduce themselves, tell us a bit about themselves, like a bit of their background, like how they've how long they've been into RPGs and so on and so forth. Um, I do need to declare that Free League did provide a review copy of Twilight 2000 that I've got on my shelf. Cause I saw it down my shelf, so this this was provided to me by by Free League themselves. Most appreciated. Anything else I need to cover? It should be like fun. I, I think yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot. Of fun. I have no idea what to expect. Cover the um, uh, cover the format of the show, man. What's the format of the show? Play and review. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're going to play uh, today's session is. I'm actually going to be character creation, I think. We're going to be doing it a bit differently, I think, with this. I think we're going to be playing and then, and generating characters as we play. It might be worth, Nathan, doing like a, a life path one, perhaps if you're free during the week or another week or something on a, on another day, just just for completion's sake. Uh, if you really want to, yeah. <clears throat> character creation videos are always really like popular on, on YouTube. Yeah, so... We'll do this for seven weeks. So, well, yeah, seven weeks. And then at the end, we will hopefully have an interview with the creator. And we'll have a review right at the end as well. And then we'll move on to the next game. Depending on what that is. Hopefully that will be Questworld, finally. After uh, pushed back a few times. But yeah, that's it, really. Um, obviously, I'm James Corp. Uh, I run the channel and... Um, uh, trying to arrange things it doesn't always go to plan um don't forget we are always looking for new players so keep your eyes peeled for uh, games that interest you and you can sign up by filling out the application form that we put up live obviously if you're a subscriber or a patreon supporter you go ahead of other people i take bribery basically that's what it is it's bribes okay so you know if you want to if you want to fucking bribe me i'll happily take bribes that's it really I've been playing games for like 20 plus years. I should be quite familiar with this because we played Aliens not too long ago and not too long before that we did Mutant Year Zero. I've also played Run Tales on the Loop. So yeah, I'm quite adept at years. Is it called Year Yeah, it's called Year Zero, isn't it? The system. Year Zero Engine, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite adept at it. And hopefully this year we'll be doing Varsen as well. So keep an eye out for that. Who should I go to next? I'm going to go right to the end. Trey? Yes. Well, as it says on the screen, my name is Trey. Well, close enough. Next year, I'll be celebrating my 30th anniversary as a game master, as I started uh, running my first game when I was 11 years old and been running a lot of campaigns. I've recently been running Numenera. I'm most of the time a GM, sometimes a player. Oh, uh, and I've been playing Forbidden Lands for about a half a year, and then I had two oh. uh, trial sessions in um, one as a player and one as a game master in Twilight 2000. 
That's another game that's on for next this year as well. Forbidden Lands. Lovely, lovely box set too. I don't know how it will work with an eight-week cycle. I'm not sure. I don't know if it would work, but I'll figure it out. That's gonna be. Uh, I, I run a also an online West Marches campaign in Forbidden Lands, and uh, you're very weak in the beginning, and then it just spirals out of control. So um, I think an eight-week, uh, like eight sessions of Forbidden Lands, could be very interesting. Combat is short and sweet, often deadly. Thank you. Tom? Uh, yeah, hi. I'm Tall Tom. I mean, presumably there are other Tall Toms. Are you actually tall? Or is it just... Well, I mean, the glorious thing about like the last two years is nobody who plays with me knows. It's the constant mystery. Well, look at it this way. When I, if I stand up too suddenly, I do get a head rush. So that's probably a good sign that I'm tall, right? I've been well, gaming big. since the 90s, um, but then had a bit of a break and came back and went, wow, games got really good in my absence. I've been missing out. And especially I've been playing recently bits of Alien and Base and then going, wow, Free League are really knocking it out of the park. So I'm, uh, I know very little about Twilight 2000, but I'm very excited to dip my toe into it. I almost brought um, a copy of Twilight 2000 sometime in the 90s. I don't know what version it was, but I almost went down that route. Yeah, it's the old school part of me went, wow, that's back again. Yep. I played in a game of uh, Twilight 2000 um, when I was a kid, and we got we got through character creation. I had to go home. It was like we were doing the life path thing and hammering stuff out, and I'm like, well, that's the three hours done. I'll see you guys later. I got to I gotta go. I never actually played it. I <laughs> got a chance to play, so... Thank you. Mr. Douglas. Mr. Douglas. I got a promotion. Hi, everybody. I'm Douglas. Broken Shepherd on Discord. Broke Shep on Twitter. I've been... I was role-playing back in the 80s and 90s, and like Tom, like tall Tom, I took a break as well. So I'm a recidivist gamer. I've come back to discover this uh, incredible, rich world with well-designed, engaging, often rules-light versions that gone into all the stuff that I love. So I've really enjoyed the last couple of years exploring new systems, uh, getting to play games that I really would only imagined when I was younger. I haven't played Twilight 2000 since probably 92, when it was still a forward-looking what-if scenario as opposed to uh, an alternate universe scenario. So that'll be uh, uh, pretty interesting to see. I've uh, I've played some Alien recently, so I've had some exposure to the Year Zero engine and and to the production values that Free League is bringing to their games. So really excited to to dive into this and uh, see what they've done with it for sure. Thank you very much. And last but not least, our games master, the person who's going to talk to us for the next eight, seven weeks, six weeks, seven, because <laughs> seven, seven, yeah, seven, because obviously you know. This is generally a character creation episode, right? Yeah, I was thinking with character creation, a little bit of prep, and then uh, six weeks of hard gaming, and then interviews and reviews. Exactly. Correct, Mundo. Hey, I'm uh, Nathan. I'm Godless Polecat. Anywhere you care to find me online. Um, most of the time, if you're looking at watching me run games or playing games, it's on James's, James's channel, but I can be seen elsewhere. Um, if you're lucky enough to catch me like a leprechaun, um, you won't get a pot of gold, although you might have a good time. 
My experience with Free League's Year Zero Engine is uh, I got I got I got really I got really intimate with it with the Aliens test chamber that we did, and I was bummed to find out that this this version of the Year Zero Engine in in Twilight Two K Fourth Edition it's got nothing really to do with the Aliens. <laughs> it's, it's 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 year zero in the fact that you are still taking dice pools from two different sources and then rolling them, but the dice pools are built differently. The rules are built differently. Um, it's uh, I, I it it's impressive to me how many um, how many different ways that they can tweak a game system or a game engine in order to get you know to get different results. Like using the Year Zero engine for Mutant Year Zero, and then and using it to create you know stress and stuff for aliens, and then this. I don't know how crunchy it's going to be. We're going to see how crunchy combat is in this. Um, it sounds pretty crunchy, but um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll give it a test run and we'll see we'll see how nitty gritty and dirty they can make uh, combat in the late nineties. Should be should be fun. Cool. Right, well, that's it for introductions. What what do we need to do? What do what do we do? What how do we start, Nathan? I don't know. I don't know how do we start. How do we how do we how's anything start? All right, so okay, so it is the late nineties. You're in western western Poland, just over the border from Germany, and you're in a camp that is basically um it's basically an objective rally point. It is a staging area. It's not, there's no like hard fortification or anything. It's a staging area in the middle of nowhere um, in order to stage a battalion or what's left of a battalion's worth of task force elements uh, forward into, into, uh, into action. Um, if you guys know anything about uh, military attacks and stuff, everything is basically, it's basically a circle formation with outer combat units and then hasty tents and stuff set up in the middle with command and control and stuff. Um, you are a, um, you're an element that has just been put together. You are all members of, um, we've talked briefly off camera about what type of characters people want to kind of have. Um, it'll be up to you when we, uh, we do the briefing real quick here. Um, if you guys want to, I mean, you, it's a small army. You guys know each other, you know, of each other, but um, you can decide if you've worked loosely with each other or not. Um, but you're a task force that's being assembled for a very specific mission. Um, you've been pulled away from your respective units to be, to be detailed for this mission because you are specialties or particularly skilled in your area of expertise. So you, um, you get pulled into the center tent and the task force commander uh, task Force Rigsby, or not Task Force, but uh, Lieutenant Colonel Rigsby is sitting in, inside the tent, and uh, he's he's just kind of like sitting on one of the sick up tables, waiting for you guys to basically file in and, and come on in. Um, so as you come in, um, you can briefly, as you file into the tent, um, you can describe your character. And let's go to the player's manual under character creation, under archetype. I don't know. Can I show this to you guys? Yes, I can show players. Boom. There it is. Does it pop it up on the screen if I show it to y'all? Archetypes. Okay, cool. Yep. So we're going to go with uh, step one and step two and step three. So we'll go around. We'll start with, uh, we'll start with Tom. Go ahead and choose your archetype. Choose right. your nationality. There is an issue, Nathan. What? We can't. We don't have permission to view the um, 
journal entries for the archetypes. Oh no! You can get in there. Uh, I don't know if you can get through the link. Yeah, you can't get it through the link, but you can get there through the uh, in Foundry on the uh, the journal entries directly. Yeah, could you guys click through? What journal entries? Sorry, like uh, um, in Foundry, uh, you've got all, on the right, you've got all those little icons. I think it's the second last icon uh, that gets you to drink this normally that gets you to the list of all the the core rules core tables all that kind of stuff and the the character creation journal entries are there oh you're looking at the um compendium right yeah the actual yeah. compendium yeah. yeah yeah the uh all right well okay if i have to go that way i'll go that way so i got there through the journal entry for a player's manual journal yeah so basically, uh, Tom, or what we're going to do is describe what you look like, um, what your nationality is, and what your what your uh, we could talk briefly also your archetype and um, what branch of the military or civilian are you? Uh, cool. So um, just got on random name generator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, I'm Blake Parsons, and um, yeah, I'm from America. Um, I kind of, everybody said we were going to be home by Christmas and I'm now beginning to think maybe, maybe we're not, maybe. Um, but you know, my missus is just out of the kids, so I'd love to get this done and get back if that's all right. So if we could just sort this war thing out, that'd be great. Um, Tom's yeah, so, the first one to die. He's just had a dear John letter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And he's kind of, um, yeah, it looks like a fairly standard grunt in his kind of late 20s, I guess. Constantly rolling up cigarettes. Already. I don't know if they do rollies in America. How do they not? It's so cheap to like buy packets of fat, uh, cigarettes. Well, not so in World War Three. Yeah, oh. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't as a soldier. You would be rolling your own as a soldier. Maybe as an officer. But... <laughs> oh really? They don't because I remember in like well, I know in World War Two they provided them, didn't they? They pretty oh, yeah. much like, they, they use them out. like money to bribe locals. Yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't be rolling your own unless that's your particular preference and you you have a problem yeah. with filters. So if you, yeah, okay, um, branch of service. It, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter that. I don't know. It really doesn't matter, but it does matter. Um, I could just, we could just go with army if yeah, you sure. want, or you could yeah. be a Marine. Um, it says in your arch type that uh, you, so are you, are you definitely going to pick gunner? Yeah. Yeah. I think gunner works. Gunner for your arch type. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah. It says here that we have to, uh, we have to roll for your rank. So if you would roll a d6, please, we'll decide what rank uh, you uh, you start out as. Bam, uh, what'd you get? Five. You got a five. Excellent. You are a private first class. PFC. Doesn't really matter. Cool. Because you guys could be traded. You've been, you've been, you've been treated pretty, well, it's a, 
Yeah, you've been treated like pretty much like special forces for the last like basically year. Everybody's kind of been, everybody in the group's kind of has has done non conventional missions to begin with. So rank really doesn't matter, but uh, it may come up. It may come up in uh, in play. Okay, so uh, let's go with James. All right. Um... Would he be if he's a if he's a trained medic? Would he be classed as a doctor? No, he would not. Oh, okay. Um, do you want do you want to be a PA, a physician's assistant? Do you want to be a doctor? The difference between medic and doctor is, or, or a PA is like like a PA is is can can do like it, uh, see all medics are basically rock star EMTs and paramedics. Right. They're like EMTs, paramedic. Is You're a first responder, a, not a, a surgeon. Physician assistant would be is an officer. That's like a um, um, I'm just not, it's more than just a nurse. <laughs> but but you, you're you're not you're not cutting on people. You're a, you're like a medic plus. You're kind of like a paramedic. Um, but a uh, an actually, if you wanted to actually be a doctor, doctor, that's actually also possible. But you would not be you would not be parachuting in with the grunts. No, you might be local. Yeah. Oh, all You're right. Not... All right. Well, I'm not. I'll just be a. I'll just be a whatever, um, paramedic type person. Then you know, medic, just, yeah. just, just but you do there. have. They do send. They do send medics to like paramedic classes and EMT classes and stuff too. Especially if you're, especially if you're special forces, you get more. There's more in depth medical training. James, you uh, remember Band of Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, Roe, the Cajun guy, was combat medic. Like they got they got assigned to that essentially in basic training, and got their limited uh, uh, field medical training. And their job is just to to keep people from bleeding out until the, bleeding out until they can get them back to an aid station. That's the snow one, right? Where he's like trying to yeah, keep that's in Bastogne. Yeah? That's right. And he, and he gets he he gets sort of to that nurse, right? And yeah. who dies, right? That's the she one. Dies. Right. She definitely does. I'm sorry. It's been a very long time since I watched Band of Brothers. It's been twenty years. Okay, so uh, I think he's British. I mean, uh, sorry, Tom, I'm being fucking lazy. I'm, I can't be fucked. Um, I think he's fine. from London. <laughs> he's probably from London. He's with the. He's with him. Perhaps his squad he came down with maybe got wiped out or something. Okay, it's a if it's a multinational task force, they've got uh, and they're cobbling together survivors from earlier combats in the war. Um, they, they're probably pulling from all sorts. So there'd be Germans and Americans and Brits and Canadians yeah. and whoever else sort of roughly assembled into something like a battalion. And we're going to say you are... Um, um, he's covered we'll... in tattoos as well. He's covered in tattoos of his fallen comrades. All right. We'll say you were also a... Um... Oh, well, you can have specialties. Your specialties can be combat medic, field surgeon, field surgeon, or general practitioner. <coughs> So I'll if you did that. want to be doctor or whatever, you could. I'll figure that out as I go. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> he's probably t- uh, uh, late. Well, uh, I guess people call him Laker. Laker is his surname. Yeah. All right, Laker. His full name's Samuel Laker, or you know, so they either call him Sam or Laker or whatever. They call whatever. you Doc. That's what or they doc. call you. Okay. Yep. If you're a medic in the army, everyone calls you Doc. Okay. Must be confusing when there's a bunch of 
medics in the same room. Hey, Doc. And they all look around. Uh, it'd be Doc Laker. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you when I when I go to the when your unit goes to aid station to get you, it's it's Doc Laker, Doc Laker. You're like here, and you come out, and then from then on, whenever you're walking around with a squad, or whatever, it's just Doc. Uh, he's probably in his mid twenties. All right, Doc Laker, tattoos representing dead comrades. That's a good pick. And are you Army Marine or were you drafted? Are you white collar? You're gonna you're gonna want to be military. Are you Army or Marine? Are you Royal? Are we, you Royal Marines or are you? I'm trying to think. Who are the Red Berets? I don't know. It's Royal Marines, isn't it? Is it Royal Marines? I think it's Royal Marines. Yeah. If you're talking sure. British, it's Royal Marines. Yeah, he's Royal Marine. All right, you're Royal Marines. Do I get to roll my rank as well? Yep, go ahead and roll a 1d6. Does that not work? Why are you not working? For fuck's sake. You want me to roll it? No, it's just... It, uh, there's a... um. There's a thing you can click where you can roll with D6, but he's not rolling the D6. <coughs> How did that happen? Oh, five. Um, five. I'm a sergeant. You this. are a sergeant. Yep. We'll say you're a. Uh, we'll say you're staff sergeant. What's the difference? What's a staff sergeant? Do I need to put uh, staff sergeant? Mm-hmm. It just SSGT. What? SSGT for staff surgeons. It was just SSG. I'm going to learn so much actual real world knowledge on this game. Yeah, if you. I don't know any. I don't know any lingo, guys. That's okay. I know all the lingo. Yeah, and you're a medic anyway, so you don't need to worry about the grunt stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full disclosure, I was a soldier for 11 years, so I know I know all the lingo. And the stuff you're not allowed to say, like the, all the swear words and stuff, because I was the infantry for 11 years. Is that what I need to do? Um, that's all you need to do for now. Yep, just your uh, your description, your branch, and your rank. And your, um, your basically your, um, your, sorry, your archetype. What I'm seeing, if it, does it allow you to... Blake Parsons, USA Army, Private First Class. Okay, it doesn't say anything about archetype. Okay, cool. All right, just making sure. All right, yeah. Um, Trey, you walk into the tent. Um, there's soup and coffee off to your right. What does your guy look like? <laughs> he's um, he's lanky. He's tall. He's lanky. He's even got a lanky face, like a little uh, sunken chins. Uh, there's something with it. His eyes they, they catch your attention as he walks in, but your your attention is is very quickly drawn to his smile, uh, which lights up. It's very disarming. You you and and the attention is in on that smile, so you don't notice the the dead in his eyes. Um, and uh, he, he dresses nondescript. Um, he is, you only know him, as, unless you know him a little better, you only know him as Flagpole. 
so that he, he goes by that name. Um, and uh, since you said we've been working together for a while, right? As a unit. Um, yeah, that's up to you. Um, but as you guys have been doing like non-standard missions, then you, you're, you are kind of known to the group a little bit. Yeah. I'm going mean, to, okay. So even though he hadn't said it outright, maybe uh, you all know that he's with the CIA. Um, it's just, it's something, I don't know, picked up a little Virginian accent or something. Um, and, um, yeah, and he's, um, what I was about to say, yeah, he's, uh, he's US of A. Um, so, um, I don't know if that's a requirement, but he is US citizen and with the CIA. Um, yeah. Do you need more at this current time? Uh, yeah, let's you do not have, you don't have a rank. Your branch is intelligence. No. Yeah. No ranks. This is here. So, um, yeah. are you a, um, are you a full case officer with the CIA or are you, are you allowed to like develop assets? Do you have people that, that you can like contact in various areas or are you just kind of a guy on the ground who like goes and gets stuff done? I, I could imagine he's uh, he's he's psyops, so I'm gonna pick the speciality speciality um, uh, psyops. I could choose between intelligence killer and psyops, and I'm I'm picking psyops, which okay. means that he's better at um, convincing people. So mm -hmm. yeah, I could definitely see him as one who is meant to create assets. Uh, definitely. Okay. Or a handler. Or a handler. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna have. Um, we'll say that you know. Um, it'll it might come up in game, but if yeah. something is, um, you can have. You 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 might have some more insight on on people like because you're a full case officer, you have access to class higher level of classified information. You know the stuff that's CIA only that you may know stuff, and I may throw you stuff uh, low key that you can that when you meet people or see things happen or whatever, I might throw you something about it. Um, so that you know. Yeah. Um, how about speaking a little bit of Polish? Yeah, absolutely you would. Um, um, you're going to absolutely need to speak Polish for this, um, for this mission because you are, um, because you're playing CIA, you're going to be, it's, this is not, this is your mission, but it's not. Mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of not in charge, but you're the CIA's representative in this mission because you're going to yes. be, you're going to be doing stuff in, that ties into military and CIA. Okay. Like liaison or what's up? This is, so I'm a liaison or, um, or is this the group I've been assigned to fulfill my mission or you're Carl Weathers in the movie predator. Too long ago. Since I saw that. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're, this is your you're mission, embedded. but you're, you're, but you're, you're doing it with, with military. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll brief, you don't know anything. Um, more than what you're going to get brief with these guys, but All right. you, as as play progresses, uh, you may develop ulterior motives or not, or you know, what oh, I mean? so, you may be swayed. So you're the on... fucking android that we have to kill. He's not. Right? He's Is not that... the android. He's not the android. He does have a satellite phone, though. Since you're a full case officer in your gear, when we go to pick gear, you'll you get it. You get a sat phone, and sat this is how you, this is how you communicate with like CIA Langley and stuff. Hmm. Whether or not it stays working the entire time, well, so um, okay, that'll be on you to uh, keep it charged. Slightly, keep it off, from slightly off topic, right? 
So I was What's standing that? outside in the garden, right, earlier, and it was sunny. And there was something, I saw a plane, right, you know, and I saw something else. I was like, fucking hell, what the hell was that? That's really weird. And I was like, I was squinting and squinting. I thought, is that a satellite? It looks like a satellite, the way it's like just drifting across the sky. But it's daylight. Well, how can I see it? Is it is it deorbited or something? No, it's a seagull. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I just blame it on like, COVID, James. Un- unidentified flying objects. It's like I immediately assume, ident- identify it that it's got to be an alien. <laughs> it's it's got to be a UFO. No, it, was but... a, it, was, it was really high up, and it was like, like it was almost yeah. like the sun was like, it was reflecting the sun. Right? It was weird. It looked like metal from that high albedo on those seagulls. Yeah, yeah. Like but they do shit rats. everywhere, so you know. I hate them. By the way, we went to went on vacation last year up uh, up north in Germany, the North Sea. And there's, I grew up with seagulls. There's a whole bunch of them in that area because it's it's in the ocean. My wife's like, "Oh, they're so cute!" And I'm like, "Get them out of here! They're rats with wings." And <laughs> my wife was like, "What?" And I'm like, "No." And then by like day four, or whatever, she's like, "Get these things out of here!" I'm like, "Yeah." They're... We watched one hop up. Somebody, I'm like, "Hey, check this out! Look, look behind you! Look, look at those people got their their picnic laid out. Watch the seagull watch right up and get and walk right up and get the chips out of their bag." And the seagull hopped right up and started eating chips right out of the bag, and they didn't even know it. I'm like no 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 don't say anything they're cute little animals right <laughs> it was funny all right so uh that leaves us with douglas type one each you walk into the tent last there's uh there's soup and coffee on your right um what does everybody see uh grizzled a little older uh 32 but Probably looks like he's pushing 40 because his his unit was one of the first on on the ground uh, here. And they've been in basically nonstop combat ever since. He's with Joint Task Force 2, which is a Canadian Special Forces unit. uh, Sort of on par with SEAL Team 6 or the SAS. Um, Their specialty is in asymmetrical warfare. Um, So getting in behind enemy lines uh, for infiltration, extraction, or disruption of enemy activities, um, demolition of of, uh, facilities or or infrastructure. Um, There needs special forces pretty much uh, straight out of the book. Um, So because he's been in country for a while, he's uh, looking a little rougher around the edges. Uh, his name is uh, is Eckhart. We can roll for his rank. Actually, I did roll. Should be yeah, you can choose a roll. Oh, that's okay. He rolled a, a six. Um, six, you're a master sergeant. So that's master sergeant, which doesn't really have an equivalent in Canadian Armed Forces, so he'd probably be a, a warrant officer. Um, cool. Uh, which is sort of getting into the senior NCO ranks. Um, and for for someone who's a little older like him it's not uh, that's not unreasonable um but again in the work that he does rank is basically irrelevant um your your uh reliance on your on your uh, section on your team is really um all about the skills that they bring and the discipline that they bring um yep. you know you follow command structure to the extent that it's an issue when you're back at base, but in the field, everyone's just relying on everyone else. 
Uh, so he's a he's a pretty hardened veteran um, uh, elite soldier. Um, uh, medium height, uh, medium build, but hard for sure. Um, and uh, first generation Canadian, his folks uh, came over from Germany, so he does uh, speak fluent German. He's been um, JTF has been operating out of Lahr in Western Germany. Um, uh, when things kicked off, uh, but ever since he's been uh, in and out uh, across the uh, across the um, battle lines. Um, right. So the fact that he's back for a cup of coffee here, um, he doesn't expect to be here more than a few hours before he's assigned somewhere else. Um, most of his unit is dead because again they were the the first on the ground um, and have been in almost nonstop combat. Um, so he's been uh, uh assigned a task to this team to add uh, a little uh, tactical muscle all right what was um real quick what was uh trey what's what's your character's name again black what black pole black gold flack pole as in a tall dude he's just called flack pole Black oh, flag- yeah, got it. Flagpole, gotcha. Okay. Flagpole, yeah. Yeah. Something with my accent, or is yeah. my it's a, yeah? It's okay. The the G's You're coming good. through as a K sound, but it's all good. Oh, flagpole. That's a great CIA like code name. <laughs> Can everyone type their names in the roll twenty chat? Not roll twenty Twitch chat. Not Twitch chat. Oh, like Somewhere this. where I can just cut and paste it. So I'm going to need to uh, edit the overlays. I'm not muted. Whoops, I am not Blake muted. Parsons. I may have. Where would you like that? Uh, Zoom. No, not Zoom. Discord. Foundry. Foundry. Just chuck in Foundry. Foundry. Yeah, just yeah, type yeah, into cool. Foundry. I'm just going to use... All right. I'm just going to use like the first bit. Do I need to put their ranks on? Is, is rank important? No. no. <laughs> I mean... Rank's not important till it is. Yeah, typically that's, that's silly. In the unit that's silly to say, but like no one um, in in the context in the context of this, you're all going to be treated like like adults and professionals. Um, you guys would never put yourselves in a position as you know professional soldiers doing non-standard operations and stuff. You guys would never put yourself in a position for someone to have to pull rank on you. Like the thing and that frankly, one of the one of the big things that separates special forces away from conventional military is their like their ability to grasp and maintain the basics. So like you never have to tell like an SF guy to keep his weapon clean. Well, you don't have to tell any soldier to keep his weapon clean and stuff. But the difference in like training and tactics and shooting and stuff and like general soldiering, SF guys have that stuff nailed down. That all they do is train. They have the basics nailed down. So as long as you can have the basics nailed down, now we don't have to spend time teaching basics of room clearing and military operations, urban terrain. Now we can we can get into nitty gritty. Like this is how we're going to conduct this operation. This is the advanced stuff we're going to use. This is you know, instead of having to teach these guys how to enter and clear a building every time we have to do a mission where we enter and clear buildings. They're used to operating autonomously. Um, you know, within the the confines of the team away from formal command and control structure yeah all right cool i'm going to update this during the break all right because i don't want to be doing it now because it might just cause everything to just 
momentarily pulls to wig yeah. out. <laughs> uh, within a unit, it's kind of like a hockey team. Everybody's either referred to by their last name or by their nickname. Um, uh, so uh, flagpole would probably be called flagpole or the spook, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> um, uh, Parsons, Eckhart, and so on. Are you um, military then? As, are you ex-military then? As well? Yeah, not not anywhere to the degree that uh, that Nathan is, but yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not special, man. No, oh, you're not special. But you have a lot more time in than I did, and I was third, so it's like weekend warrior. You got so uh, what we call. So would it be better to have like surnames rather than or nicknames, right? No, uh, I mean you'd, you'd 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 call people by last name or first name. It depends. Like whatever the whatever the CIA introduced himself as. When he came into the tent, or you guys, if you guys went to a briefing with him, if he said, "Hey, I'm John," or whatever, you just call him John. You wouldn't. It wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be a big deal. Or he's like, "I'm." Hey, call me Flagpole. Everybody does. Then you just call him. You call him Flagpole. Yeah. Or Foxtrot Papa or something. You know what I mean? Something. Somebody would think of something ridiculous because they want to say Flagpole. They'd probably call him Pole or something. I don't. I don't know. Um, flags, flaggy. I don't know. Um, in, in Poland, just going around calling him Pole is going to create confusion, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll leave it as well. I'll just put character names. All good. That's cool. Yeah. Do I want you to can refer to change it. Uh, whoever you want. Okay, so I'll change it for next week. Um, how do I drag you guys over to a scene? Do I activate it? Uh, yeah. Make sure you preload it, though. Just okay. Ooh. I don't have to. I, I can't see anything because I've got about 50 million windows open. All right. What you're looking at? Um, yeah, so uh, you get you enter the tent. Colonel Rigsby is like, is a motley looking crew. Uh, all right, so we got a real conglomeration of, uh, of different nationalities here, and that's good. And there's a reason for that. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This could be a hard mission. Um, you're going to be uh, dropped via parachute out of a shit hook um, over Khalees. What's a shit hook? Um, a, sh- a shit hook is well, it's, it's slang term for a Chinook helicopter. Oh, okay. It's those giant helicopters with the dual rotors. They're uh, they're like their top speeds classified, but they're they're basically cargo cargo helicopters. They're troop transports for cargo. They're really noisy, um, so. Not terribly noisy, you know. They can be, but. Well, I mean, they're going to be flying at high altitude. They're going to drop the ramp about halfway down. You're going to bail out the back like a psycho with a parachute. I don't know. When I, whenever I hear one flying over, I can definitely tell it's not a normal one. Yeah. All those movies where people are snuck up on by helicopters is absolute bullshit. You yeah. can hear them from all a good long way off. Yeah. Um, so as the uh as the uh the the russian motor guards move uh keep continue their push trying to force us back out of poland um it has come to our attention um by the by the masters of intelligence that a one albin wozniak uh, who was supposed to be extracted um out of university in Lodz, was not actually at university go figure it's world war three uh he was visiting and staying with his family in Kalis. Now, this is a very important person because uh, Albin, uh, Albin was in, is in possession of or is the inventor of technology that can help, uh, help the allies get back on their feet 
and get back in this war or get society restarted again. Um, as you'll know, Operation Reset is what we're uh, what we're doing here. We're pushing pushing east into Poland, but now the Soviets have decided to strike back, and we're in the process of trying to defend what we've what we've gained so far. Um, there's heavy fighting um, east of Kaliz, and we suspect by the time you're inserted into Kaliz, uh, Russians could be in and amongst and fighting could be in and amongst the objective of where you're going to be. So. <clears throat> Albin has technology or was developing technology at the University of Lodz that um, he can basically uh, he could basically daisy chain old chipsets and data chips together in order to harness processing power. So as you know, well, the, with the, the current nuclear situation and the EMPs took out uh, everybody's like basically power grid, computer networks, that type of stuff. Um, with uh, Albin's technology, which was going to be used as a means of communicating behind enemy lines in the Cold War, but now since this went hot, we can now use his. Uh, we can use Linux and Linux operating system, his daisy chain old old computer chips that we can salvage anywhere, pretty much out of video game systems, uh, older computers, the stuff that was turned off that didn't get EMP'd. And we can turn those into powerful, uh, more powerful processing in order to develop uh, chips in the future and restart society, basically. It is imperative that Albin be returned back to, uh, uh, to the Allied's hands. So his, uh, his call sign for this operation is going to be ORCID. You're going to be dropped into the garden, which is going to be objective garden is Kali's. Um, you're going to be parachuted into, uh, inserted by parachute uh, by, uh, by Shithook at Odark 30. Um, you're going to land on Objective Thorn, which I can't ping on the map, but you can see here. Mm-hmm. Objective Thorn is the Vista View Apartments. Don't ask me to pronounce it in Polish because I can't pronounce that name in Polish. Um, but it's the Vista View Apartments. It's a six-story apartment building. Um, it's the tallest building in the area you're going to be dropped into. Um, and you will enter and clear. You'll move to the third floor, apartment 26. That's supposedly where his mother and his brother and sister are staying. Apartment 26? Apartment 26, third floor, apartment 26. Okay. What we can gather from the, uh, from the apartment building, which once you get in there, it's a bit of a maze. But... Uh, You'll uh, you'll see when you get on the ground. I, I you guys are pipe hitters. You, I think you can handle it. Um, once you have possession of Orchid, uh, you're to move to rendezvous, the rendezvous point, Objective Rose. Objective Rose is slightly to the south and west, and it is a uh, it is like a mall shopping center. Um, 101 Military Intelligence 101 MI is going to have a unit inside the city. They're going to secure that parking lot. And set up a uh, set up an, uh, an alpha alpha basically for you to, to extract you once you re, uh, once you have orchid in possession. So you can move by foot or by local transport, however you want to. Um, if need be, you can get in touch with uh, uh, with one hundred one mi. Their call sign is gavel. You don't have to write this down if you don't want to. I'll, I'll let you all know. That's out of character. Um, but your call sign for this operation is razor. Um, you're operating on frequency hop 314. And 
Gavel Six is who you're going to contact uh, should you need assistance. That is the that's the company commander for one on one MI. Like I said, it should be straightforward. Um, we're inserting you by uh, helicopter because it's the fastest way to get you there. It is also the easiest way to put you onto the objective uh, without the risk of encountering uh, enemy forces. Normally, you get situation mission execution, service support, and combat, and uh, or not combat, but uh, command and signal. But you guys are operators, so you're getting a one-page course of action sketch, and you're getting a scheme and maneuver. You guys are uh, you guys are big boys and girls. You can figure this out. Um, you need anything? Um, go ahead and uh, go ahead and ask the quartermaster now. You'll proceed from here. You'll proceed over to the gear tent. You get situated with uh, with your equipment for the mission, and then you'll proceed over to uh, Pale Rider. Pale Rider One Six is the call sign of the uh, of the pilot that you're going to be. You know he's going to fly you over there. It's going to be a, a Chinook helicopter with an Apache escort. All right. Any questions? So is Orchid going to be pleased to see us? Or is this a kind of, we're going to be dragging? Yes, Orchid Orchid at one point knew that, that someone was coming to extract him. Um, we don't know about now, but we do know of his whereabouts. Okay. Based on his, you know, based on friends and family intel gathered on the ground at Lodz. The last we know, um, we lost we lost contact with the intelligence operatives that we had in Lodz. So now we're uh, we're going off the last known message was that he was with his parents uh, and his, his, with his family in Kalis. Uh, hence the, hence mother, the ragtag last minute nature of this mission. If we yeah. got Colonel, you mentioned head. mother and sister. What's up? Sorry, Colonel. You mentioned uh, his family. You mentioned his mother and sister expected to be at the apartment with him, or yeah, they expected to be extracted your... as well. Uh, I don't know. I prefer not. He may not go though. He may not go without his family. I'll leave that up to you. And comms, um, Colonel. Uh, SATCOM was down for a while after the strikes. Uh, is that back up and running, or are we just running on local band? No, we're running on. Uh, yeah, you're running on Singars. Okay. Uh, you guys will have embitters. Each of you will have an embitter for this. Um, make sure when you're at the when you're at the quartermaster when you're at the when at your tent, make sure you see the signal guys so they can fill your radios. Fucking jargon. <laughs> so yeah, so okay, so um, uh, embitter is a uh, is a small black radio, um, and it's got like you'll have like a little mic. You won't have like a throat, a badass throat mic because that shit don't happen until like mid 2000s so what you're gonna have is you're gonna have a you'll have a handset like a basically it looks like a phone with a button on it that you could talk to and you can or you'll have like a walkie-talkie type uh type thing um you might get lucky and have an earpiece but i'm not going to give you one because you'll have to like you'll have to turn your radio down if you don't want people to hear it um but basically you're all getting your own radio it's a little handheld uh you'll have a a, a long whip antenna with it um, that you can weave through basically your gear to kind of keep it not like a like a flag that sticks over a wall and says here I am shoot me. Um, you'll have it taped up unless you need to extend it. Um, basically, military radios work like this. They have they have uh, frequency hop technology. So radios uh, get loaded with crypto and then they hop frequencies. Crypto every so many. What's up? Yes, we're we're talking via Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, they hop. Uh, they get. 
they're encrypted. It's encrypted radio transmission, and it hops frequencies every five seconds. So your radio has to be within time of like of the the actual crypto that's loaded. If it's if it's out of time more than five seconds, it'll hop frequencies too late, and you won't be able to hear anybody. Nobody will be able to hear you because everybody's radio is hopping frequencies at the exact same time, and it's hopping different frequencies. And that's how that's how military encryption radios work. Um, it's not like sat sat radios are, are different. I don't know how sat sat radios work. I know how a Harris works, but I know intimately the struggles with the Syngar space radios. <laughs> if there's any consolation, when I was in, we were still using the like Tonka truck radio packs from the Korean War. Yeah, me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were the, the PR one seventy seven. But we were using Syngar's the yeah uh, bitter is like a pregnant one twenty six. It's like a it's it's they're really cool it's a it it works out to be a small handheld unit with a with a a transmitter packed in your gear yeah you can talk to everybody except aircraft basically we got limited we got limited effective range of like 10 miles is that is that it is that it right there is that it for what no that's not it this this is a field telephone you actually draw the cord out between two yeah it's an msrt Point to point communication, but it that's is, a little uh, older. Actually, uh, I got two of these with 500, uh, 500 meters of people. No, I like my, my military experience was I was in the Boy Scouts for half a day and got sent home as a menace. <laughs> like, okay. I, I know nothing. Sorry, Tom, right. you're too tall for the Boy Scouts. Yeah, yeah. It's my, my toggle was intimidating. We have a question um, in yeah. chat, though, Nathan. If, What's the question? If, if we're going to in via Halo, are we parachuting in or repelling? You're not going in by Halo. You're parachuting in. So you're going to oh, jump from no Halo, Halo, as in helicopter. Heli, yeah, yeah, helicopter oh. insertion. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not going to. Uh, so, so Chinook helicopter pilots. Um, most military have to, helicopter pilots are badass, and they'd be able to hover. And they'd be able to put, you might not even, they might just put the, might put the ramp on the building and just keep the thing hovered with the ramp just on the edge of the building. You can just run off and get on the roof. But because of the, because of the combat environment that you're in, no Shinhook pilot is going to hover over a city at building top, building top level, just waiting to get shot down. Particularly with the way that, uh, how rare aircraft is. Hence, it's flying at 13,000 or no, it's, you're flying at probably 1,000, 1,300 feet. And you're going to bail out. You bail out a thirteen five rather than how much is how how high is a halo? Oh, a, so high you need oxygen. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> like oh, to thirty thousand feet, twenty five thousand feet. By the by the way, yeah. do you guys know what you call a guy flying a helicopter? What's up? A pilot. Do you know what you call a guy flying a helicopter? It's a joke. Bus driver. You call him a pilot. Do you know what you call a guy flying a fighter plane? What pilot? Computer geek at ten thousand feet. Computer geek. Okay. By the way, helicopters um, don't fly; they beat the air into submission. That's right. With <laughs> a with a thirteen hundred foot drop point, we're we're pulling you pretty much right out of the gate. There's no sort of you know extended free fall here. Thirteen so, five so, is sorry. thirteen oh, five is about. So I'm about... zoning out with the whole like jargon. Did I'm you sorry. Say are we parachuting in or are we repelling in? You're parachuting in. Okay. The, the, the chopper isn't going to pause for us to repel um, because it, it'd just be a sitting, a very large sitting duck yeah. for a tank to shoot it down. Me. If it's, yeah, a right. guy with a, a guy with a really good shot with an AK could shoot it down. Do this is, take... this is considered a hot zone, right? So, right. What do we have to do? 
Right, uh, okay, so we're still in this briefing, right? Yep. Um, you just, the, the Colonel, uh, Colonel Rigsby, Task Force Commander, he says, uh, so you guys have any, uh, you guys have any questions? Yeah, Parsons just looks at Eckhart and, and mouths, do, do we have any questions? Cause... We have an ETA before the, the front reaches this sector. Uh, about six hours. Uh, I have a question. Yeah, Do we need you... to get the uh, orchid out. Is that by any means possible? Yes. Um, it is imperative that he does not fall into Soviet hands. All right. Or or uh, or enemy hands, for that matter. Um, Fine. You should be extracting him as well as his research. Mm-hmm. Although we don't know, we don't have any any have any information on the ground as to like where that is. Um, we're assuming, we're hoping that it's with him, but you know, you know what happens with military assumptions. And extraction is expected to be by what means? Uh, by foot or by civilian asset that you can commandeer over over to objective rows, and then you'll load up on uh, wheeled vehicles in exfil with uh, with gavel with one uh, one mi. Okay. And they'll bring you back to this location. Roger that. Next session, I'll throw a map up. Uh, well, I can throw it up here also, but anything that's actual... known uh, in terms of rules of engagement. Do we, do we get any artillery support just to satisfy <laughs> someone in chat? Someone's been reading Twitch chat. No, uh, no, you don't have any artillery support. You don't have priority of fires. Priority of fires are for uh, maneuver commanders on the ground. Um, this is meant to be a low-profile mission. Yeah, you're, you're being inserted in amongst the, the defense of Khalees. So, I mean, you can absolutely call for fire, but priority of fires is with the commanders on the ground. Are we expected to encounter any friendlies? Um, yeah, the friendly battle lines are in Khalees, but we won't know the state uh, when mission time, uh, when it comes time to execute RP or SP. We won't know. Uh, we won't know what the uh, what the state of the the defense is in. Uh, that's why you're all issued radios, and hopefully you can stay up to date. Um, Gavel six, you should make contact with Gavel six. Uh, they're uh, they're leaving two hours before your chopper flight, so that 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 accounts for drive time and for them to set up their uh, to set up their uh, their you know their little checkpoint at objective rows. Okay. Uh, rules of engagement. Uh, rules of engagement are as um, as per uh, as per this you know as per the war. There's no special rules of engagement. So uh, um, try and avoid civilian casualties. But yeah, uh, always. Yeah, fire. To, uh, don't fire. Well, no, you can fire. Um, if you see, uh, we'll briefly go over rules of engagement because you guys, as players, wouldn't know what your characters would know. Um, so if you see enemy forces, it's up to you if you want to engage or not. Um, anything in uniformed, Ru- Russian uniformed, or um, or Polish sympathetic or sympathizers, um, they're shoot on sight. You don't need any permission to engage them. Um, you just engage, uh, at, you know, engage at will. Whether or not you want to engage, though, you know, what I mean, you got you to make sure that's it's it's within the, you know, you have to you have to f- figure out if it's within your mission, you know, within your interest. Your interest mm. is to get this guy out and stay alive. So you this might not, not want to engage unless you have to. Um, in real world conflict, we have uh, we have something that we call combat calculus. 
and combat calculus is how many rounds a minute versus how, you know, how many rounds a minute can we fire versus how much ammo are we carrying? And you just do the math. You know, if nobody gets shot and we're all shooting and trying to get into the, the trying to get into the, the trying to get out of the worst situation that we could find ourselves, how many minutes do we have of bullets, basically? Um, he who fires first and fires the most bullets usually wins. And the unit that coordinates their, their unit that coordinates their actions the best uh, has the biggest chance of succeeding. Um, but that's we'll see how the we'll see how the game rules <laughs> shake out, too. Um, so yeah, you're going to be, you, you basically, if you have to engage something, you want to, you don't want to ever get in a gunfight 50, 50, um, particularly in this game. If you're shot at in this game and surprised, you should be breaking contact. You should be leaving the enemy. You shouldn't be sticking it out and fighting. You should be like, ah, we'll go someplace else. And then when they have to break rank and chase you, then you can stop and set up an ambush and ambush them. You never, you never like, you know, you might have to, you might have a mission in real life where it's like, hey, listen, move to make contact with the enemy, make contact, move and destroy them. That's not your guys' mission here. Here, you guys are trying to extract somebody. And you, you don't have, have a, a full uh, platoon in support. There are yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, another good tip uh, we'll get into later. Another good tip, though, is if you're maneuvering, if you're moving, you have somebody covering for you. So like the smallest element you need to move safely is, is a two man team. So one person covers while the other person moves. That way, anybody opens fire on you, whatever, you can just sprint to cover, and the person who's watching can, can open fire and shoot at, the, shoot at the people shooting at you. And you move short distances, move yep. to cover, then cover the next guy. Yep. Ideally, you want to throw smoke. If you're just leaving an area, you'll throw smoke and then wait for the smoke to billow and then peace out in another direction where they can't see you moving. That's if we're under fire or, or in enemy contact. Um, okay, so no further questions. You guys can beat feet over to the uh, supply tent. Make sure you guys get some chow. You got about, uh, you got about four hours before you have to be on the ready line. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then you got two hours of checks and stuff. And then uh, you guys will launch. Um, no further questions. Go ahead and unask my AO and uh, good luck. And uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on the battlefield. So you leave the tent and you're immediately kind of shucked over to an area which has a bunch of uh, shipping containers and other tents where there's equipment. Now, you all have personal weapons, and we'll get into what weapons you guys have, uh, but you're going to get additional equipment and stuff for this mission as well. So um, pop over to character creation again. Boom, 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 boom. That's not what I want. I want this. No, that's not what I want. Okay. Um, what we're going to do right now is we're going to assign our uh, attribute ranks. So... Under the archetypes tab um, for archetype character creation on number step five, we determine our attributes. Uh, you start with a baseline of C in all four attributes. You then make three increases of one step each up to A. You can increase any attribute you want. You can gain one extra increase by decreasing one attribute from C to D. 
Um, what those letters mean are the die size um, for, uh, the, for the dice pool that you're going to roll. So a rating of A is a D12, a rating of B is a D10, a C is a D6, and a D is a D4. Oh, excuse me, D8, and then a D6. D is a D6. And for those new to the engine, uh, a six or higher, depending on the die you're rolling, is a success. Uh, multiple yep. successes allow you to do more interesting things, but you know, rolling a six on a D6, it's a challenge. You've got a pool, so you're rolling multiple dice and hoping to hit sixes. Anybody who's played Aliens, everything's D6s, so it's that kind of feel. Um, but it gives you an idea for how having bigger dice increases the number of successes you can generate. And anything, um, anything eight and up is uh, counts as two successes, or no? Is it ten and up? ten and up? Yeah. Anything ten and up counts as two successes. So, um, in this game, you're going to be rolling a uh, an attribute die and a skill die, and that's anywhere like two d8s, a d10, and a d8. Um, if you're assigned a minus or a, pl- a plus to the roll, you're going to take one of those dice. So if you get a plus one to a roll and you have a D8 attribute and a D8 skill and you get a plus one to your roll, you're going to bump one of those dice up one level. So you roll a D10 and a D8. So you said we had three levels we can add. Everything is a C and you have three increases. Okay. Uh, and you can gain an additional increase by dropping something down to a D. If you want to drop something down to D, you can get another increase up. So I can't actually see the page for Architect Gunner, but I'm assuming agility and strength are the primary useful things, right? Um, your primary... Strength for heavy weapons. Strength for heavy weapons, yes. Okay, cool. You're rolling that rather than ranged combat, right? Ranged combat is, is small arms. Oh. Yep, assault rifles and under. Uh, heavy weapons is machine guns and up, like it's, machine guns, rocket it's launchers, grenade now, launchers. Though. If you click on the archetypes now, they should open. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, we, we fixed it. Nathan's figured that. So the, yeah. the links in the compendium should work. But if you're in your character sheet, it uh, you can make the changes right in the. I still uh, can't the see the, spe- yeah. the specialties, though, Nathan. Sorry, I've been a pain, but no, you're not. You're all right. Make sure the permission says owner. Trying to make everybody owner for everything, so you can click the links and see everything. Just you don't need to make us owner. Just need to make us um, observers. Because so, I want you guys to be able to look through combat damage stuff too, weapons and gear. It's amazing to have all these resources available digitally, but there's definitely a learning curve for a GM, especially a new GM yeah. with the system who's also new to Foundry. You can expect uh, uh, some challenges while you get things set up and customized the way you need. Yep, yep. Travel. We're going to get into the travel rules as well, but that won't be until like session two or maybe even three or four. Okay. I've decided I went, I just, I didn't know anything. I just put three stats at B and that was agility, intelligence and empathy. Okay. 
um, Eckert's uh, B in strength and intelligence, D in empathy, A in agility. So focus on mobility and range combat. Cool. I um, I chose a B in agility, B in empathy, A in intelligence, and then I dropped down my strength uh, to be able to get that A in, in intelligence. And then I'm going to focus, I'm going to have a little bit of ranged combat, and then, of course, persuasion, maybe some survival and recon, definitely recon. Uh, so, yeah, strength, uh, A, agility, B, intelligence, C, empathy, C. Is that right? Because it's two, you go up two to get from a C to an A. That's right, isn't it? So you just yep, essentially have three increase. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that fits. Okay, so we're also real quick while we're on these, uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna determine hit hit and stress capacity. So your hit capacity equals the sum of the die size of your strength and agility divided by four. So if your strength, uh, if your strength uh, die size is a D8, then it's going to be eight. And your agility is, is a D8 as well, that's going to be eight. So it would be 16 divided by four. And that'll be your hit capacity. Sorry, what? Hit capacity equals the sum of the die size of your strength and agility divided by four, rounding fractions up. Oh yeah, it looks like it's done that automatically. Done. Yeah. Did it do it automatically? Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Although it's interesting, it's showing as having two hits already taken. Yeah. So I've got four of six. Yeah, I noticed the same thing. It calculates it, but then it, everything you, you get above four, it, it marks off. Oh. But it's apparently right click and left click to add yeah. and remove stress. Yeah. Um, yeah, is anyone gonna take driving? Uh, I was considering it for my fourth, my uh, my my D skill. Hang on, how many skills do are we? Are we on to skills? We're not on to skills yet. No. No, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Also, I am going to stress one of the rules. Well, I'll get into that when we. uh, Sorry, I'll get into that when we do um, a little bit later. We'll take it step by step. Does a an underslung grenade launcher count as heavy weapons or ranged combat? Um, let me look real quick. I want to say it's it's uh, it's heavy weapons, but hold on a sec. Please note that throwing grenades is mobility and not ranged combat. Good. That, that took one of my friends off <laughs> off guard. He thought he did a great throwing guy, lots of range combat, lots of grenades, and then he couldn't do jack when he first hit combat. Skill uses heavy weapons. Yep. I would say okay. you could use range combat for it, though. You can house rule it. Yeah, we can house rule it. It's... Um, yeah, we'll house rule it because it's attached to a. Uh, it's very easy to use a two hundred three. Yeah, it's and it's it's really easy if you fire it a couple times. It's really easy to get good with it. I mean, some people can't get good. It, it's 
it's, it's a fun weapon to use. It's well, it's, it's fun. learning indirect fire is a bit of a challenge for folks, but um, being able to gauge where that thing is going to land and if you're trying to get an arc rather than direct fire into an adjacent room. Yeah, but like anything, once you once you my guys kid my guys were lethal with that stuff. Yeah, I had a I had a gunner who could uh, he 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 he'd put it wherever you want. He'd flip a leaf side up and just leaf side up on his weapon he'd put he'd put the smoke grenade wherever you wanted to my uh my platoon had an sop that uh whenever we received fire from the enemy that like the second grenade fired or the very next the first thing that the two or three gunner did was fire green smoke at the enemy so that the whole platoon immediately knew where the fire was coming from mm-hmm. so if we were stretched out we didn't have to like get on a radio or anything you saw green smoke that's where the bad guys are but but you can it's it's easy to get good with it. Bum, bum, close. Okay. All right. So you guys move into the quartermaster tent. Into the supply area. The supply, the, the hasty supply depot. Let's look at, no, close. I don't want to look at the spook. I want to look at character creation. And we're going to look at equipment. So each of your archetype has like equipment that uh, that you can take. So for instance, um, Tom, mm-hmm. the gunner. So at the bottom of your archetype, if you click to, the, to your archetypes, it says what um, what you have for equipment. Um, everybody, you have this equipment, um, but you're going to get more ammo. And uh, we're going to pick weapons, what weapons you guys have, actually. Um, so, for instance, just looking at the gunner real quick, you have a light machine gun appropriate for your nationality. So, do you want an M240 Bravo? You want a, seven, you want a 7.62 millimeter machine gun? Or do you want, like, a, like a squad automatic weapon? I'm open to receiving advice. <laughs> Are you what hardcore the... machine gunner? Or do you want a light machine gun that's really mobile? What's the saw uh, chambered for? It's chambered for five five six. Yeah, same same to... rounds as the as the M sixteen range. So moved... well, part of me goes, I would love to be the kind of idiot who blows everything up. I kind of feel that if I've been with this team for any period of time, if I and if I've been sent on this mission, that I'm going to like have machine guns that are going to be better at kind of not just make the biggest possible explosion, but some kind of precision and better in cramped streets. Is so your squad, your squad automatic weapon or the, the for a unit this size, uh, bring on an, uh, a machine gun. Your role is, is suppression, right? Okay. You're, cool. you're putting a lot of fire downrange, keeping these heads down. So the rest of the elements in your unit can advance and take them out. Um, but mobility is key for this mission. When, you, when you're equipping yourself, you're arming yourself for the mission you're expecting to do and the kind of resistance you're expecting to right. encounter. Mm. So, this feels uh, a little so, bit like being at a posh restaurant and ordering the seafood and not knowing which wine to go for. So, sommelier, which of these beautiful choice weapons would you recommend would pair well? <laughs> a 240 Bravo would make sense from my perspective, Nathan, for this, but... Uh, yeah, just basically because it could cut people in half. Uh, <laughs> Great. I, I would the saw because also don't under, underestimate the um, the utility of of using the same ammunition. 
you can pass around ammunition if somebody's getting low. Yeah. And you, yeah, and it is it is lighter. Light and mobile is good. Not having to uh, to spend a lot of time setting up is good. Yeah, and you're parachuting. And yeah. with I don't think the Mark 48 kits have been invented yet. So it's not like you can have like a shoulder fired 240. Like you have to deploy the bipod and use it. And I mean, you have to with all light machine guns in this game, but the, the saw is definitely more mobile. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> a saw is a squad automatic weapon. In the weapons chart, it is the M249. I think it's labeled as M249. Where do I uh, find the weapons chart? Look on the player manual. M- scroll down to two- section five. M249, you said, Jeff. Is it M429? Yeah, it's based on 99 if you have the book. What's the British one that they fucking hate? What's the really bad rifle that British people use? I mean, the assault rifle, they don't like the, the Enfield. I thought, but, were, uh, I thought the rifle is the, the, the ball, whatever. Is the what? It? What were they using? Came in around the same time as the FAS. In the, the 80s, weren't it? I think they brought them in. They were just terrible. Yeah, that's the that's the LE, SA, the LE eighty six. That's the one. It's the uh, the bullpup Enfield. Yeah. Oh, that. What was it? So, advanced combat rifle or the? Yeah. So you have an M two four nine LMG. I don't think that's in the game. Cool. I don't know if you could drag and drop that stuff, or if you could just drag and drop think, it in your care sheet. Because there's What's nothing it? in the items, like in the briefcase menu. I haven't got anything in there yet. But I, like on most games, you can drag from there onto the sheet. Oh, let me see. Where is the briefcase thing? Oh, no, I've done it. I've been able to do it from uh, from the weapons sheet. I just dragged across. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Right, so what, All right. Hang on. Problem solved. So, so would I be using an American gun rather than a British gun? Uh, yeah, you would have ditched your uh, <laughs> you would ditch your Enfield at the first opportunity and picked up an M4. An M4. Yep. Yeah, it's a carbine. It's, um, a little more compact than the M16s. Uh, fires the same round. You know, it's basically the only thing it gives up is a bit of range. Yep. If if you want like um, mechanics wise balance tip the carbines because if you don't use a slow action no a fast action to aim a rifle or carbine you get a minus two on a rifle and minus one on a carbine so if you're firing and moving uh, you lose another die step from carrying a rifle whereas a carbine you only lose one die step. And we are parachuting in, if you want a story reason. All right. It says um, you start the game with pistol and SMG. What does that mean? Um, yeah, you're not going to start with a pistol. You start with an M4. Uh, you'll start with a pistol, too. But instead of an MSM, SMG, you'll start with a, the M4. Unless you want a submachine gun. Do you want a submachine no. gun? No. Yeah, you don't want to fight a battle with a submachine gun, trust me. Uh, what sort of pistol would I have? Uh, you'd have a Beretta, an M9. Right. Yeah. I was wondering if I could go for a Glock. Yeah, if you want a Glock, you can have a Glock. You're CIA. Yeah. You have whatever you want. He's CIA. He's, yeah, he... Ooh, he's got a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> they're just called. They're just called in the game. They're just called police pistol. 
Yeah. You have, uh, you basically, whoever's got a pistol has a pistol, just so you don't have to fist fight or knife anybody. Rather than having to punch someone, you just. You just... I've used that M249, I've used that in uh, Battlefield 2, I think. Yeah. Heck yeah. In the British military, they call it the Mini. It's called yeah, the Minimi, I think. Is that because is that because we give everything nicknames? No, it's just it's uh it's under your nomenclature. It's called the Minimi, I think. And then they just British the British Army guys just shorten it to Minis. It's a Belgian. It's a Belgian machine gun to begin with, anyway. A Greek Nassino. What's up? The Belgian arms manufacturer, the FM. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. For break national. All right. Um. So that is, if you have an assault rifle, you have seven mags, seven magazines of ammo, 210 rounds. So you're going to have one magazine in and six spare mags. Um, write that on your character sheet as well. If you have a pistol, you have three mags total. So one in the gun and two spare. If you have a machine gun, you're going to have 600 rounds. So that's six belts of ammo if you want to write that down, but... You, you have 600. Cool. Your normal combat load's 800, but, you know, hey, How line units took all the ammo. You have 600. What's up, James? Nothing. Got stats that, for a rock. Stats for rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. It may, it may come down to that. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just hit him with this rock? Well, roll. <laughs> it's one damage. Okay, so the spook... Yep. Gray Storm. It says you have a pistol. Yeah. I was thinking about police pistol. Take the police pistol. Um, it's a polymer frame pistol. Yep. Striker fired modern polymer frame pistol. Um, so the operator, um, Douglas's character, and the spook have uh, suppressors for their weapons if they want them. Absolutely. So if you want a suppressor for your pistol, you can have it. If you want a suppressor, suppressed SMG, or you want a suppressed uh, carbine or assault rifle or sniper rifle, you can. Same thing with uh, with Douglas. Your character can have a su- suppressed um, sniper rifle or yeah. a suppressed assault rifle if you want. I'm leaning towards the M21 as a good balance of of range and and uh, rate of fire. There are not yes. many SMGs in the in the book, though. Um, there is a uh, there is Russian, which is also Polish, and then there is the uh, Israeli. That's Utsi. You could that'd be that's kind of dope. It's kind of gangster. It's something yeah, CIA very, would have. Is it rolling around with an Uzi? Uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, an M4 carbine with the suppressor. Okay. How uh, how do we indicate the suppressor on this? Um, I think just to add it is one of the uh, it, it's a piece of equipment. Oh, just, a, just what's up, James? Is there a gear so that I can just drag a magazine onto my character sheet and keep track of it that way? I don't know if it's a magazine, but let me see. Let me see the character sheet real quick. Let me look at your character sheet because we'll combat coolness under fire. Head, arms, torso, injuries, diseases, starving conditions. No gear. Knife M4. Fatigue's backpack. It's under ammunition. Hit the plus arrow. Is magazine. 
ammo. Okay, so under your uh, under ammunition on your character sheet, yeah. Under gear, yeah. Yeah, click down. Notes is for you to write stuff. Features. Um, so James, there, there is magazines. I can see some magazines. I just don't. It says point four. I don't know what this is. I, it's all gibberish to me. Three mags. Three <coughs> mags. Enter. Close. That's what I gave you. New ammunition. Three. Okay. What's the what's what's an M four? What what sort of what what? So what five point five six NATO. Five point five six. Yeah. Yeah, five point yep. five six millimeters. It's, it's basically like a long is it twenty-two. Thirty or twenty-five round mag. Thirty round it, mag. But, oh, oh, fifty. Okay, but there's that. Oh, new ammunition. Cool. Um, let's go with pistol. Pistol mags. Boom. Close. There's All right. Cool. Pistol, pistol fingers on here. Yeah, I put under the thing. I put pistol max. What size is an M9? Uh, it's fifteen rounds. Uh, no, but what? Point forty-five. No, nine millimeter. Sorry. All right, let me have a look. Nine millimeter. Because as tedious as this is, we will be tracking ammo. Uh, nine by eighteen. Part of the game. Yeah, but not by 18. You how said many, full how, how, load. How many How many in the mag? 15. Oh, it doesn't go that small. You said full load plus two reloads, right? No, no, you're going to have um, seven mags for an assault rifle and three magazines per pistol. Okay. Yeah. So 210 rounds total for the assault rifle. And then uh, if it's an M9, it's 45, 45 rounds. Was... What's up, James? That's for everyone, or yeah. If you have a pistol, you got three mags. Okay. Unless you're CIA, you want to have more magazines. You one of those guys that carries like eight mags for your pistol? No, no, he's a talker. More. Okay, cool. Like he has it to shoot people's brains out if they get cocky. But <laughs> do you want a different pistol than a Glock? Do you want a Makarov? You want a silenced Makarov? Mm, I don't have to Google that. Makarov. Yeah. So if you're ice people, it looks like the Soviets did it. Or do you think, do you think Uh, you want, let's just say, do you you want a PM or do you want a Makarov, a silenced Makarov in addition to the pistol and the assault rifle? Would your, do you think your character would have a silenced Soviet weapon on him for like dealing with people? And okay. No, no, I don't. Also because um, he's a wee bit patriotic. So I think uh, it would be against his, um, Okay. Like, if he had to infiltrate a double agent, and sure he would, but gotcha. For this, I don't, I don't think he sees any need for it. It's just, um, yeah, the whole idea. I think back in the day when uh, polymer guns came out first, there was all this idea about they could cheat uh, metal detectors. And... Yeah, that was that was because of Die Hard too. <laughs> Yeah, because he uh, said Glocks were made out of porcelain. They're not. <laughs> it's a ceramic barrel or something like that. Weird ass. Yeah. But I don't know. It's um, it, it. I think he likes gear. 
I like gear. Yeah. So I'm the thinking... gun, the gun, you may be able to make a, I think, I think Glock does make a gun that can, can it's ceramic, but the bullets aren't ceramic. Nope. <laughs> so they're sentinel detector off. So yeah. Okay. M21. Uh, you don't have 210 rounds cause you have 20 round magazines. Uh, but you still have seven mags, uh, Douglas. Yeah, I got 140 rounds. Oh, What's up? Still, still can't open half the shit. Hold on a sec. Let me go back and see if you can you can access it. Pain relievers. I can't look at surgical. So I got pain relievers or surgical instruments. What do I want? Uh, it depends on what type of medic you are. Yeah, but I don't know what they do. Game-wise. Oh, surgical instruments are for cutting people open. Pain relievers are for you know, hey, let's here here's yeah. some Motrin or here's some opium. <laughs> One or the other. One or the other. So you can either cut people open. Yeah, you cut people, over, or you could get, you could have both if you want. You have surgical instruments. You have like a little wallet of uh, surgical like tools, and you have like some. Just uh, say you have painkillers, so you get an assortment of Motrin, um, morphine, fentanyl, lollipops, that type of stuff. If you just put like painkillers, you just got a you got like a one gallon Ziploc bag of like goodies for like you know. Doc, I broke my foot. Here, take this, take two, and drive, drive on, Euro. Move out, draw fire. <laughs> like, oh, I broke my ankle on parachuting onto this roof that the DM made me do. Like, well, I'm all out of splints, so I hope you could speak Russian. So um, look at your, uh, also at your, uh, everyone gets uh, under, under equipment, everyone gets a radio. You don't have to write down like Singars, Frequency Hop, Cryptology. You don't have to write any of that. Just write radio. How many grenades did you say? Um, two apiece if you want them, if you want to carry them. Two hand grenades and everybody can take two smoke apiece if you want them as well. Yeah. What's an ATRL? So on, on my on the gunner's sheet it says five hand grenades or an ATRL with two rounds. Yeah, it's an anti-tank rocket launcher. I would take five hand like grenades. Like a little pop too. Okay. You don't want to you don't want to jump with an AT4 and a and a machine gun. <laughs> You're gonna break both your ankles when you hit the ground. <laughs> It's cool. You can, if you want, if you want an ATRL, you can have it. No, no, I'm open to advice. Also, so I, so I, what's up? We got a radio. Yep, radio. Yeah. A hand um, radio. A what? What radio we got? Oh, what does it say on the? What? Let's look at gear real quick. Didn't say anything for that for me. Communications gear. Range. Military radios. Oh, cool. It's got it there. The, the 148 Embitter. That's what you have. 148? Yeah, PRC 148 Embitter. It's under military radios. It's the first radio written on there. Got it. Developed by SOCOM for primary use of Special Operations Force in the early 1990s. 
10 kilometer range. Okay. Also, uh, your radios, if you're about to be taken prisoner by the Russians, you destroy your radio. That's like the last thing. It's the last thing you do before you have to like run it, before you run out of ammo, or whatever. You're going to want to destroy your radio first. Or before you have to like, you know, get in on it with, get in a hand to hand range or whatever, or you think you might be taken prisoner. Um, there is, you don't have to like destroy it, you can just zero it out. So there's a button combination you can hit and zero your radio out. You can't do it by accident. It's got to be done intentional. And you just you dump the cryptology and the fill out of it so nobody can nobody can take it and use it. It's basically a paperweight after you hit after you zero it out. All right. So um, everybody has a uh, Kevlar helmet and a plate vest. Like, Regardless of what it says, it says, it says flak vest or whatever. You have a helmet and a plate vest. Um, CIA, if you want a baseball cap, you can wear a baseball cap if you want. Or if anybody wants to be a smart ass and wear like a Cox University hat or whatever with their kit, go ahead and wear whatever. But if you want a helmet, you can have a helmet and a plate vest. So what have we got? Kev- Kevlar helmet or a steel helmet? Kevlar helmet. Okay. I think I need a little... Um... I've been sitting here entering gear from the book, but is there a way to add it? Just yeah. drag. Yeah, you can drag and drop it on your character sheet from the uh, actual manual. Uh, from the actual manual, is breaches under. But a lot of things like um, bipods, night vision sight, stuff like that doesn't drag. It's not set up as a draggable element. Jacket. So it's not a flat jacket I'm wearing. You're not wearing a flat jacket, you wear a plate vest. Plate. What's different? Uh, it's two armor, but more importantly, a, a, a flak jacket won't stop a bullet. <laughs> but yeah, a plate it's for vest, a low velocity shrapnel. Yeah, a plate a plate vest will. A plate oh. vest is like your standard bulletproof vest with a uh, with a Kevlar reinforced Kevlar plate slid down the front. In uh, in the nineties, like they're it. not sexy like they are now. In the nineties, they're these big, gigantic, like. If you watch the movie Black Hawk Down, yeah, that's the type of vest they're wearing. It's a plate vest where the square plate with one one corners cut out, where you where you you put your weapon in your shoulder because the plates are so big. That's what you're wearing. That is that standard issue in the U.S. military. Um, it is now plate vests are, are standard issue now. But when I was in, you only got it when you deployed. Okay, and we only we were only issued I think is when we deployed uh... to Kosovo in '99. Most of us, most uh, of us in the battalion got issued ranger vests, got issued plate vests. Yeah, How many but there were some units. There were some units that worked with us that didn't. They just wore flak vests. Hmm. Yeah, they weren't have, widespread back then. Did you have? Uh, did you? You didn't use uh, optical sights in Kosovo, did you? Yep, we had uh, we had like red dots on our weapons. Okay, as early as 1999, which you guys are going to have it too. But I'm going to give you some other stuff too. Oh, it's just. Uh, one of my friends who deployed to Kosovo to uh, apparently Danish soldiers had a standard issue at that time, and then he said like it wasn't all Americans that had it, and they were they were very jealous of it. Yeah, infantry units had it. Uh, we were also we were also, in Kosovo in '99. We were also that's when the first time we were fielded the M240 Bravo machine gun. Um, the, m- lots of like the airborne units had it already. 
and it okay. hadn't filtered to a lot of German units. But when we deployed to Kosovo, they gave us like plate vests, took our M60s away and gave us M240 Bravos. It kind of updated everything to what everybody was using, the newest stuff that everybody was using. But In terms of this so plate- unit or this, this squad, we're sort of getting the pick of the litter in terms of gear because there's only four of us and because this is a mission critical yeah. op. Yep. So, uh, so we're getting the best of the line of what they've been able to scrounge together. Yeah. Everyone also has night vision goggles mm-hmm. or not. Because we're going in ODARC 30. So we got, you know, five and a half hours. I don't know what time of year this is, but uh, assuming it's like. I don't know. We'll you say can it's drag night vision goggles onto your uh, couch, Shay. I just did it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. No, yeah, they're, they're, uh, I was looking at the, the list earlier, but some some things like bipods and stuff uh, and suppressors yeah. weren't coming in. Apparently, I'm now carrying too much stuff. Yeah, don't worry about uh, that. Uh, uh, you see, you see, um, there's a little thing that you can store stuff in your backpack. That's what I've just did. Yeah, you can select <laughs> equipped versus backpack. Yeah, um, the machine gunner's got everything loaded on his vest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Protective Seems gear fair. is this uh, is this a hot zone in terms of radiation? Yeah, everybody in the tent just groans because no one likes wearing mop gear. Um, if you, it's not a hot zone for radiation, no. Okay. And uh, you guys, you guys, you guys, you're not going to be issued mop gear anyway. Okay. We'll see. All the line units have it in case they get slimed. Um, everybody has. Well, are we going um, after ghosts now? Are we? Are we expected to encounter like goat slimer? Is that what you? I don't understand. No, getting slimed <laughs> means getting hit with chemicals. Oh, okay. I mean, it's only a matter of time till Free League gets that license. So yeah, you know they're working exactly through. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Ghostbusters RPG will be back, and it will yeah. be based on Year Zero. Yeah. Yes. So everybody's got night vision goggles. Everybody has. Um, Everybody has max ammo. Everybody has a plate vest, a Kevlar. Um, you all have some sort of knife. Yeah. You don't we have, have a, a you don't ha- you don't have bayonets, but you have a you have a knife. Um, you don't have to worry about it putting it on your sheet if you don't want to, or just write it in, or if you can find it, just put a combat knife on there. Um, it can be anything. So a folding pocket knife, a Leatherman like a multi-tool or whatever, you can use yeah. it as, as a combat knife. I don't care. Some sort of sharp piece of metal that you found on the ground, you want to stick in some Russian guy's neck. That's cool too. It's all going to have the same stats because you can use basically any knife as a knife. And any, any, you guys basically have some, you guys have a lighter, a knife, and you have 550 cord on you pretty much at all times. Explain 550 cord. 550 cords, parachute cord, like the stuff that like guys' yeah. bracelets are made out of, or yeah. you could tie anything down with it. It can suspend up to 550 rope, yeah. pounds, which is why it's called 550 cord. So the field rations, would they be like MREs, right? Or has that not been invented yet? Nope, you've got MREs. Um, let me see, how many would you have? This is like a six-hour off, right? Wait, wait, yeah, tell, you'd, well, have, course... you'd have one MRE apiece. Oh, oh, I've got seven. Or five. Does, do you want to? You can bring five. You want? Well, no, because he said because I just went off the equipment I had. It says uh, five field rations. Okay. Oh cool. yeah, yeah. In the default uh, archetype, it, it gives you some basic stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. take the take oh. that basic stuff as well. Take whatever basic stuff is on your archetype plus whatever I'm giving you, like 
upgrade the flak vest to plate vest, you know. Right. Oh, well, I don't really want to walk around with two armors, right? That's, uh, right? No, you don't. Right. You ditched the flak vest to some other support unit. Uh, CIA, if you want thermals, if you want a thermal weapon site or a thermal handheld thermal unit, you can you can have that as well if you want. Oh. And you have a uh, a baby Paz, like a Paz thirteen. I don't know where it's listed. Let me see if I can find a thermal. So, how will a telescopic sight on a rifle work? On Actually, wait. Don't uh, you don't have thermals? Sorry, you don't have thermals. It's 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 super good. Yeah, it is super good. Uh, we it. ended up by my first trial session when my friend bought the game. We were two guys against four, but I was a machine gunner with night vision goggles, and we just detected night, and we just yeah, that's what that's and... what that's what. Uh, you also a, have the, you, you also have, have a, a uh, what James? Do we have a jeep? No, you don't have a jeep. We're um, parachuting in. Yeah, I mean, if you can yeah, carry the jeep. Like, they could drop the jeep. I've I've got um I got some World War Two. We you can hear drop the jeep. Yeah, they're not gonna though. <laughs> they they want to keep their vehicles. Um, Telecop Sky gives you plus one modifier if you aim as a slow action, plus two if you fire from a stable platform such as a rest sandbag or bipod. Yeah. Do we need binoculars? Uh, no. Oh. Binoculars are a piece of or like a heavy piece of kit that nobody would carry. What about a BGM seventy one TOW? You don't have a missile. No. You don't have a tube launched op, op, oh. op, optically tracked wire guided missile. You don't have one of those. That's about, what we're not expected for. to do a lot of tank busting. On how, this. how about a missile tow? No, you don't have any missile tow. No one's going to kiss you under it. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, is there anything the else tonight. a gunner can or should have? Um, I mean, he's got a gun, so... What about a javelin? You don't have a javelin, no. Sharp sticks. I, oh, by the end of this, way, we will a, be making sharp sticks. Having a javelin sticks. is like having a win button. Could I have a P90 instead of an M4? A P90? You want a P90 submachine gun? Yeah, I want to be like SG-1. Yeah, why not? Go ahead. You can take a P90. Why, why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. Mm. I'm, you can have a P90 if you want. <laughs> No, no, I've already, I've already done all the ammo. I can't be fucked to piss around with that. After, after, if you want, yeah, if you want to switch to P90, go right ahead. You want to go to war with a submachine gun? You go right ahead. You're gonna be shoot. You're not gonna be able to shoot farther than down the street. Yeah, submachine gun is effectively the same effective range as a pistol. It's using pistol Look, ammunition. It's just firing more rounds. Look, I saw them there take out the accuracy. Uh, Gemma, not the Gemma, That's Star Trek. Fuck, mix him. It's great. It's great at, at, at like when you face somebody in a room. But you know what I mean. Like <clears throat> a, an assault rifle is better. It's good for like law enforcement. Pistol caliber, like you know, a fully so automatic weapons are great for law enforcement. A carbine and a other one. Then what, what? What is the difference? Um, weight basically. There's no real range. People say there's a range difference, but you can engage an M4, uh, like an M16 style M4. You can engage almost the same range you can with a regular size M4. It's just barrel length. And like an M16A2's barrel is like 20 something inches and it's like 14 inches on M4. So it's shorter and more maneuverable and lighter weapon. It looks cooler as well. 
that counts. Those inches are, but I'm pretty sure that the M16 is one meter and the M4 is 75 centimeters. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of, you know, uh, stem to stern, yeah. Um, yeah, for most engagements, your the carbines can be just fine. You're not doing a lot of long range shooting in in uh, an urban setting. If you are, you you'd rather have a sniper rifle than an assault rifle, anyway. You could shoot up to half a kilometer with it, though. For like a point target, it's not you know it's not it's not nothing to snuff at. With the carbine or the M4 or yeah the M4 the yeah. carbine. I don't know what the range is in the game. We'll look at what the range is in the game, but I think they're about the same or one yeah. one hex less for the carbine. Yeah. And uh I would I would still prefer the carbine. Yeah. Uh I don't know I don't know if they got it everywhere, but in ninety five the Danish military adopted the M sixteen and then in ninety six they adopted the M four. Yep. And I don't know if it were placed everywhere, but it was just, oh, this is a nice rifle. Uh, now we're just going to change everything to carbines one year after we bought uh, yeah. the rifles. I know, Dan- I know Danish Special Forces went to the M4 pretty quick. Okay, so... Um... In the... Oh, go ahead. No, it was, just, it was funny because then everything is designated by the year it, it is, it's adopted. So the M16 is M... 95 in Danish, yep. and then M96 for the M4. M95, M96, yeah. Okay, so you've determined your attributes, determined hit capacity and stress, and we'll determine skills in a little bit. Um, as everybody, I think it auto-updated your starting coolness under fire rating. I found mine and, and put it in. Uh, no, I had to do mine manually. Okay. So the war continues, much to our much to our chagrin. Um, it's not been much war. It's mostly been what? Mostly been jargon central. That's what it's mostly jargon been. central, right? Military <laughs> jargon central. That's the first. If time you I thought role playing games were complicated enough, <laughs> <laughs> throw in military jargon. <laughs> much um, to I our, thought I remember reading. Much to our chagrin. Chagrin. Okay, yeah, I only ever read that word, so I, I haven't actually figured out how to pronounce it. I thought it was chagrin, but chagrin. Much yeah. Chagrin sounds like a sword and sorcery character. Hell yeah! Searchlight must be powered via a compass, globe positioning system. I thought I remember seeing something in rules about a laser, and then they said they have night vision lasers. This. A night vision option I can tick on the M249. Yeah, tick night vision for it. Because cool. you got, you're going to have seven deltas, which are the model number of uh, goggles you have. Cool. You don't scope. have the, the monocular ones. You don't have a scope, no. Okay, cool. All right. I think I'm tooled up until I get into the heat of combat and discover I'm not. You're tooled the hell up, yeah. Um, I figured out it for, for the grenades so as well. Do I do I have night vision then? Is that what I need to tick? Right? Is that you have night vision? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, we're all half elves. We've all got dark vision. Yeah, you've all got dark. <laughs> Very important. It is. Um, let me tell you something. Having night vision goggles is a. It's 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 as good as the human race leaving the food chain. 
that's how much of an upgrade it is. Being mm. able to see a maneuver at night and shoot at night because you're going to have uh, you're going to have um, night vision lasers on your weapons as well that you can only see with infrared light. And once they're zero to your weapon, you don't even have to bring the weapon up and aim it. You can just hold it in the crook of your arm, activate the laser, and just shoot stuff like a video game. It's point and click and shoot. You don't have to shoulder the weapon or anything. Um, you you do have to for like long range shots, but if you're like on a roof and there's a dude over there, you just put your night vision laser on him and pull the trigger. Just keep making sure great. What's up? Which is great if your opponents don't also have night vision. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Functions. If they do, then they see the the. Uh, They'll see the laser. Uh, the laser that's uh, providing that source for you. So it's a good way. But they also see the muzzle flash you. too. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't the isn't suppressors going to be more widespread now in the U.S. military? I saw, I saw something about that. Yeah, the, the Marines, Marines ordered a bunch of them. Yeah, the Marines are getting them because yeah. hiding your flash is uh, pretty. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, that's it. Does have it? Does have a tactical application? A bunch but. of fucking nerds. Yeah, What's it, a bunch of what? Nerds? One of my friends was deployed in Iraq. Uh, was it Afghanistan? Iraq, I think it was. And he said, "That wasn't. Doesn't matter." He said, "Like we normally we didn't see people. We saw muscle flash and we fired at that." So yeah, you see yeah in Afghanistan, they engage it so far away. It's 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 greater than 300 meters. There's, yep. a, there's a muscle flash. That's a guy shooting at me. I, I shoot yep. back till it stopped flashing from that window. Yeah. He was I someone think. asked if he killed somebody and says, I can't. I can't tell you for sure if I killed someone. Yeah. I, sh- I shot at muscle flashes till they stopped with my comrades. So, What's yeah, up, some of us probably did because those muscle flashes, they stopped. Nathan calls that spending taxpayer dollar. Yeah, it's called spending tax money. <laughs> That's my. Uh, that was my first. Uh, that was my first. Uh, my my first lesson to like my guys when I started training them was if we receive fire, I want to. want a huge chunk of tax money going downrange. Like just start spending it up. <laughs> um, okay, so I think I th- I think finally because because you guys have first aid kits, all that stuff. Um, so I think finally that's, um, uh, that's gear. If you guys are, uh, if you guys are, are cool with that, is there any piece of equipment that you think you might need or might want, or you have a question about, um, I have explosives, one D six explosives. Of course you do. Cause the CIA is fucking insane. And I, right. I rolled the D six and I got a two. So I right. added, so you have two bricks of shit your pants. Yep. Well, that's All good. Right. That makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> you get two bricks of C4. Nice. Which is, uh, you can do a lot of damage with that. More for structures. If you wanted to get people, into demolitions, but... I was demolition strained as well. Oh, yeah? So if you want to like get into, uh, we'll just say you have, you do not have a radio detonator for those. You don't have anything as sexy as that. But you do have like timed fuse. Yep. So I'll say you have I'll say you have uh, I'll say you have fuses. Never mind. You have you have timed fuse because you can just adjust it on the fly if you want to anyway. So you have timed fuses. Um, if you shoot a wad of plastic, is that just you know? Uh, it's just mushing into putty, or is it? No, yeah, it's mush- you'll mush it into putty. Yeah, 
you need like a lot of heat and pressure, but more than just a bullet. So, uh, uh, um, like a tracer round or that be enough? A tracer round would light it on fire and C4 burns really good. Yeah. Yeah. If you need to start a fire, lighten a, lighten a little piece of C4 underneath some wood's pretty good because it burns really nice. <laughs> but it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't go off. Mag- magnesium shavings will work just fine. I don't yeah, need exactly. to this use my C4 into... for campfire. Jesus. This, this is, is real, real survival, real survival. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you can also, also, um, the military guys in the, in the group will not let the CIA guy carry the detonators and the C4 at the same time. So he can have the C4, somebody else carries his detonators, the, like the, yeah. the detonation equipment, like the M8 detonators, the shock tube and stuff like that. Someone else will carry that. That's, that's, that another, lesson. that's another lesson that was learned by people a long, long time ago. The guy carrying explosives does not carry the thing that sets off the explosives as well. <laughs> Too many accidents happen. This oh, is no. such a unique RPG experience for me because like, normally in a game, nobody goes, well, I've been a wizard for 15 years and my fireball, <laughs> yeah. like that just never happens. So actually playing with people who know what the game is about is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and great. <laughs> like he gets shot and then he trips and falls and it's like well let's roll to see what blows up on him <laughs> or let's see if that blows up or if the because like the um now the 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 m8 the little blasting cap if you squeeze a blasting cap cap hard enough it'll go off so you want that uh you want that as far away from c4 as possible so if you fall on it it goes off it might hurt but it doesn't blow up the c4 you have in the same bag as it or on the same hip or anywhere in the near vicinity because you don't that's enough heat and pressure to set the C4 off. So you can get shot carrying C4, the C4 can get shot and you're okay. But if your blasting cap is sitting in the same bag as the C4 and it goes off, it's what's called a sympathetic detonation. It's gonna go off, it's gonna cause the C4 to go off. The C4 is probably gonna cause your hand grenades to go off as well. If they're all in the same like Ooh. general area you, on your You are vest. now ground zero for your exactly. uh, yeah. uh, TPK. I reminds me of a game of Deadlands once where someone was running around with dynamite. And, uh, yes, it does. That, that, ended in, that ended well. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, shit. I rolled a critical failure. <laughs> All right, no, no, so he just, I... He just didn't sorry. throw the dynamite far enough away from himself. Yeah. Yeah. Right, skills. Yeah, skills. Let's do, let's do skiznils. Um... Nope, that's not the that's not the compendium. Okay. Determine your starting skills. You must choose one B level skill, two C level skills, and three D level skills. Your B level skill must be one listed under your archetype. You can choose your C and D level skills freely. So this is the time when I should tell you guys that uh, one of the su- suggestions in the rule book is that you not roll, uh, you not roll stuff unless there's a significant outcome or whatever, because the game is very lethal. So for instance, somebody mentioned earlier, they should take driving skill or whatever. I'm not going to have you make a drive roll um, unless it becomes like, a significant issue. Everybody can drive. Everyone can swim. 
Everyone can, can, you know, use a radio. Everyone can fix their weapon. Everyone can do all those things. It's just, I'll require a role if there's a significant, um, is a significant consequence to not doing the action fast enough or well enough. So like if you're doing it under duress or you're, you, you know what I mean? That type of stuff. Um, so yeah. So your B-level skill, which is a... Do we, um, need to, which, do we need to like make sure that we have the skills to survive outside? Like, like at least one of us, or at least, you know... Does that make any sense? Do we we want to make sure that we, as a team, can survive? Right? Mm. Yeah. It's a because it's a short mission. Stuff, survival stuff is going to come up. Excuse me, going to come up a lot less often. Um, look, look I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I can't imagine it being as straightforward as we think it's going to be. It's I mean, not going to be. Yeah, yeah, we've read the back of the box. box. There's a reason why I'm giving you like seven magazines of ammo. And yeah. <laughs> so. Um, basically you have to um you have to st- the 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 way that time is divided up in the game is divided up into shifts it's divided up into like six hour shifts so it's like four six hour shifts in a day you have to sleep for at least one of them um being operators or whatever you can go um you can go 24 hours before you have to roll for fatigue or whatever uh if you don't sleep in it during it during a, in a 24 hour period you have to roll for fatigue um, I'm going to wave the first 24 hours. But once you get past the, the next 12 hours, I'll, then I'll have you roll. Because then you start to get, you know, you get sleep deprivation and stuff like that. But um, you have to sleep for at least one of those shifts. Um, one of those shifts has to be spent building camp. So building camp is like, it's the same thing as cooking food and, you know, pitching tents and like picking a location. It's all rolled into one. So if like somebody builds camp, if one of the, you know, one person has to build camp, has to spend the shift building camp, other characters can assist, but other characters can do other things other than that one person building camp. So like, if you want to recon the area, someone can recon while someone builds camp. That's kind of how the travel stuff works. We'll get more into that when, you know I mean? When we, we hit that portion of the game, um, we'll get more into like what you, what you have to do and what you have to roll in order to set up a secure campsite so nobody can find it in the middle of the night. Or the GM is like me. I'm forced to to roll a random encounter and spring it on you. Um, but yeah, so you're gonna need a you're gonna need a good, um, a good spread of skills. But I don't see more than one person needing survival. And maybe it, it's the special forces guy that that knows survival. Yeah, I it's mean, one he's... of the one of the core ones uh, for me, arguably. Yeah. Um, but you don't, but, it doesn't uh, have to be, um, it doesn't have to be like one of your highest rated skills. Yeah. Like even as a, even as a D with a B intelligence, that's giving me D10s and D6s to roll. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a B? B intelligence, D in survival. Yeah. That's a D10 and D6. Yeah. Okay. And if you argue somewhere like for your survival role, like you are, you make like a, Hey, I, I'm going to do it this way. I might give you a plus one. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like, what are we rolling? Blam. I'm I'm just testing out. I haven't used Foundry before, so just oh, okay, cool. Messing around. D ten, D eight. So what'd you get? Mm. You get a ten and a three. And I always, I always. 
Mm. Did you get? Yeah, two successes for the ten. Yeah, because mm-hmm. eight is ten and up. Ten and up is two successes. Yes. Yeah, 10, 10 11, and twelve are. Well, this is different to how the normal normal uh, year zero, right? Yeah, yeah, having, yeah. The, having the different dice types definitely complicates things. You're, yeah, you're it is. Basically it is only rolling artifact dice in this. Yeah, it is. Uh, you're still using dice pool from two different pools, but it is it is one die. You know, most you're ever rolling is two dice and pushing. So, these, so that makes having d sixes to roll a lot lower odds of success. Because you, yes. you've got like 15% chance or 18% yeah. or whatever it is um, of getting that success. Okay. Yeah. If you push a uh, pushing, the pushing mechanic in this game is done a little bit different. But. Hang on, why did that road? Oh, okay. Eight to seven over six, that's two, two successes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Does everybody have their skills uh, skills statted out? Yes. Still, okay, so James, what did you take for uh, for your skills? So I took medical aid at B. Okay. Um, I took mobility and range combat at C. Okay. Um, I took stamina, recon, and persuasion at D. Okay, excellent. All right. Um, Graystorm, are you ready? Yep. What did uh, what did Flagpole take? Just let me call up my characters. That's so, and um, I'm open to feedback, uh, but I was considering doing uh, my B skill. It's going to be Persuasion. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's my forte. Uh, and then for my uh, C skills, it'll be recon, range combat, just to be able to put something down range. Uh, that was my AB. That was my two C skills. Yes, and then my three D skills would be survival. Maybe that's not necessary. Maybe I should choose something else. Command and. Uh, mobility. Okay, so that's good. A couple things, uh, just to let you guys know how the rules how the rules work with 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 certain skills and certain situations because it concerns the team. Um, the other half of your coolness under fire role is whoever has the highest command score. So if um, if the highest command score your group has is a D, it's a D six, then your coolness under fire rating for if you get suppressed or not if you have to make a roll, is whatever your coolest under fire rating is, plus the unit morale, which is a D6. So and unit can, morale is the highest be. command in the group. Yeah, highest command in the group. Um, when you roll for recon, when you're trying to sneak into a place or trying to, to infiltrate, the player with the lowest recon in the group rolls for the group. <laughs> when you're trying if you're to moving lay, in as a group. Yeah, if you're moving in as a group. When you're trying to lay in an ambush, or uh, hiding from an enemy, or laying in an ambush to ambush an enemy, the person with the highest recon makes the roll. If you were, because he could help, hey, listen, you idiot, I can see your feet sticking up, get down or whatever. Um, if, you're, um, 
if you're scouting an, a location, the person with the highest recon rolls for the group as well. Um, so that's that's how like recon can work too. What is mobility? Sorry, I, perhaps I should fucking ask what the skills mean. Boom, 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 boom. Cancel. Let's look on the sheet. Uh, it's it's like moving around like par- hardcore parkour. One, but, uh, one thing get... that's for mobility that can maybe be interesting is that uh, whenever you do a slow action to, no, a fast action to move, uh, you get to move two hexes and then you can make a mobility roll to move an additional hex per success. Yeah. And so mobility helps you move more, get closer <laughs> if that's what you want. So it's also uh, your throw skill. When you jump, climb, run fast, or perform any uh, any other action that requires speed or motor control, you roll mobility. The skill is also used for thrown weapons and has other specific rules in combat, like rolling mobility to duck for cover and stuff like that. It has uses in, in that. Is it something I really want to waste my C skill on? Um, it, it it doesn't hurt, but let me see. Let me see which other skills are. Um, do you want my, do you want me to take more in command since it's my mission and then I'll take that one for the team. So everybody get a one step up on, on coolness under fire. Good with that. Cool. Yeah. We so don't what, want to be lying in a dish, a ditch yeah. suppressed. No, I've got a C in recon. So, so what does that make your, um, your command now? Um, I am considering changing my. I'll I'll do. I'll lower my range combat, or no, I'll lower my recon. Don't lower, don't lower range the, combat. Yeah, lower okay. your recon. Oh, please don't lower range combat. No, is anyone else good at recon? I've got a C in recon. All right, I'll take a, a D in recon, and then I'll take a C in command. Uh, and then that means that we have a D eight for our group morale. That sounds reasonable. Just awesome. A bit better. Tom, what did you go for, by the way? So, and I realize this will be a shock. I've gone for being heavy weapons. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know you're all reeling. Um, Shocking. It's C in ranged combat and driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my Ds are mobility um stamina uh and recon because i don't want to be that person who trips over themselves and makes a clanging noise gotcha. they never want to be that person i'm going to change my mobility and persuasion around yeah i've got nothing in in empathy okay. yeah uh, i, I mean i'm gonna be a talker not a shooter you can take persuasion c yeah persuasion okay. c and mobility d okay what does tech cover? Um, like, like fixing radios and and like uh, repairing stuff. Look, I repair no. bodies. I don't need to repair something else. He's an organic mechanic. That's if, if nobody <laughs> is up for tech, I can take tech instead of survival. As a D, yeah, that makes sense. I've got survival as my D, so. Okay. Cool. And so if we cover very... everything, really. And that's where we find out for Tom, we never encounter a vehicle that he can use. But it'd it's also fine. be, you know, uh, not just vehicles, but, you know, equipment repair, um, 
uh, and you get the elevator online or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and if your reliability, if you push a roll, and you get ones on your ammo dice or your skill die, your your firearm is going to take damage, and you need tech. You need to use a shift to use a tech roll to bring back that reliability. Otherwise, your your weapon is going to break down. Yeah, so um, with with regard to the rules for like um, weapon reliability and roll a ones in combat, um, if you roll a one on your weapon roll and it's, uh, I think you, if you push your if you push your firearms roll and it comes up uh, one again, then your weapon jams. Weapons don't jam, uh, or you get like whatever. If your weapon jams, all you have to do is make another like ranged combat roll. Um, if you make a ranged combat roll, um, it's basically sports. It's slap, pull, observe, release, tap, and squeeze. So that slap up on the magazine, pull a charge handle back, look at the round leaving the chamber, release the charger handle, tap the forward assist, pull the trigger. Um, it's called remedial action. Um, any any soldier who has a weapon go click when they pull the trigger. They're going to do that. Um, if you range, if your second range combat fails, that means your weapon's jammed and it's, it's like proper fucked. So you're going to have to like tear it apart and fix it. But as long as you make that second range combat roll, you make an, you make that second success test on your next turn, then your weapon's fine. It'll fire normal. Ooh. It was just like a double feed, not a double feed, but it was just like failure to fire some shit. So like, it's literally one of the reasons why you, you don't see fill Russell Crowe doing all the it in the movie. Uh, one of the movies, I forget, uh, proof of life. He does it. You see him do sports and his weapon real quick. It's like, oh, that's cool to see that in a movie. Nice touch. Yeah. But uh, some magazines, they tend to jam if they're full. So in a 30-round mag, you'd have 28 or 29 rounds. Yeah, no, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen. On yours? Maybe in, maybe in World War, uh, not, uh, maybe in the Vietnam War that was so, but not the... The M16A1s would do that. Yeah, but the, the new 30-round the new magazines don't do that. Okay. Is um uh in, yeah. Yeah. Right, what's next? Okay, what is next? Um we should ask the GM. Was there uh <laughs> Douglas, you were saying that they suggested something or something? Uh if we're if we're done with moral code and big dream, we gotta select a buddy. We talked a little bit maybe off camera about the buddy mechanic. Yeah, we could explain that here. So yeah, the oh, no, buddy mechanic. About, uh, I was mentioning you said that they suggest something additional thing or something. Oh, sorry. Right. Uh, so some of the reviews I've been reading, it's not particularly relevant for this group. I don't think some of the reviews were suggesting that the archetypes come through a little underpowered compared to a character that's gone through the life path character generation. So if you have in a party, if you've got a mix of people who've gone through life path and you've had a couple of people join who are grabbing an archetype they suggest giving the archetype players an additional specialty oh if we're the same we don't matter does it yeah it's not it's not relevant for us but we do need to to pick specialties yeah yeah i have a uh i made i rolled a character using life path in preparation for this to see what method i wanted to use and the the, i got i got really lucky and i made jesus with a firearm (laughs) so it's like it's I've got like B's and C's and a whole bunch of skills. My range is A. It it just gets nuts. You're a little older. 
And then, yeah, yeah. And then you can, he's, I am 18, 24, 25, 30 years old. I took military, like all six stages. Because mm-hmm. he, he career went in. So, so it's, it gets ridiculous. And you can, you can literally roll once on the age chart, go to, go to like 18 years old or 24 years old, and then, and then bomb your next roll and the war breaks out and that's it. Your character's done. Yeah. And he's got like, like a third of the skills that my character has. Yeah. And we were both sitting in the same game. And that's so, where yeah. we are is where that the the uh, uh, kid who at 22 had the war breakout comparatively in terms of the, the uh, amount of uh, the level of our skills and the number yeah. of specialties we bring to the, to the data. Yeah. But that's fine because we're all in the same boat. We yeah. had like one character yeah. when we did lifetime, one character start with four specialties and one character start with one specialty. Yeah, it gets, especially these are plus one. Some of them are specific rules, but most of them are just like plus ones to skills. But that bumps a lot of stuff up like quick. It can yeah. like, yeah. Just for interest sake, do we want to do two specialties per character just so there's a little more variety and thing and rules we can explore? Uh, You know what? Sure, why not? Won't make no difference to me. Because you're going to get everything plus the kitchen sink thrown at you. So, um, let's go with one specialty that's on that's on your archetype, and then you guys can pick a second specialty um, based on like what your um, it could be anything, what you did before the war, or you know what I mean, stuff you picked up during. So, go ahead. Let's look at. Let me let me look at specialties real quick. I love the little touch too that the, that the um, like the, the book like the fiction right the the beginning of each sections mm-hmm. in the book. It's pretty neat. The color text. Yep. Like this was, I was never good at with math. Never had to, uh, never had to be until we found a mortar. Top showed me how to use it. Top is military slang for a first sergeant. And a first sergeant is the highest ranking um, individual in a, in a line company. Um, we have a first time chatter, Nathan. Uh, are you yeah. going to play a short scenario or some full campaign like a traditional tour of Poland campaign? Uh, we are going to do, yeah, this is going to be a short scenario. So yeah, six sessions, but so it's like a mini campaign. Yeah. So it should cover like, we'll do experience, like we'll do the whole experience, spending experience and stuff. So it should give you a good taste of like everything the game offers more or less. Yeah. We're going to explore, um, most we're going to explore most aspects of the rules. So there will be vehicle combat in it. There will be um, oh, the, the overland, he, overland he travel rules. Buy a useless skill. Yeah. He'll, yeah. He didn't buy a useless skill. It's okay. Um, there, there's going to, yeah, there's going to be vehicle combat. There's going to be, um, let me get rid of that. However, are, com- you the only heavy, are you the only person with heavy weapons? Exactly. Yeah. The, so the driver yeah, can't work the machine gun. Yeah. Who's going to use, oh. uh, who's going to use the gun up top? Yeah, it's fine. I'll drive with my feet, and then I'll shoot out. It'd be fine. Yeah, he'll have a cigarette in one hand. Yeah, a or cup a machine of coffee. Gun the other. A cup of coffee in the same yeah. hand. His machine gun over the side. And he'll just be driving because it's all the all the vehicles are automatics anyway. So yeah, it's gonna be fine. 
I can drive just fine. Yeah. We'll be all right. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, and we'll burn that bridge when we get there too. With whoever needs to, if someone needs to gun versus not gunning. So I've gone for machine gunner because obviously anybody like what other specialities might be fun or useful so machine gunner gives uh, anyone at home playing the home game machine gives machine gunner gives plus one modifier to heavy weapons rolls for frying all types of machine guns so it effectively bumps his skill up one die level and most specialties that's what they do there's some specialties that do certain things like killer Killer is a specialty where you don't need to fail your empathy role in order to assassinate somebody at close range. You just do it, um, which is handy. It's, it's gonna. It's not gonna be six sessions. It's gonna be seven sessions. Sorry, yes, yeah, seven. Six, sessions. seven, including this one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and then yeah. on the eighth, it will be basically a review slash interview with the creator. So I need to get in contact with Free League. <laughs> and arrange it, but that was something that they had as an option to basically contact the person and basically get a um cool. We'll get Thomas Langstrom on here. There is actually um there there are some of the specialities that that has interesting effects. Uh, I didn't want to take that one because it's not really me, but one of the um persuasion ones, I think it is. Mm. Uh, inter- interrogator. No, one of the um the one the spook can take. Is take a recon roll, and the referee must give you the stats of the opposition. I was like, "Yeah, that's going to take fun out of things." No, it won't. What's the? Uh, is it? Inter- <coughs> what is it? Uh, what was it called? Just one minute. It's uh, intelligence. It's called intelligence, and it's under intelligence. Um, but I, I don't want that one. I want psyops. My character is okay. more like a manipulator. All right. But I was thinking about taking since we now decided that I take command. So we have better cones on the fire. Um, maybe taking other tactician or frontline leader. So I want to run tactician by the referee. Nathan? Yeah, let me uh, see. It says here, I roll a command roll when you spot an enemy force. If you succeed, the referee must tell you something useful about their current organization and objectives. Okay. So it's, more, it's, more, it's more narrative. It's more what you like to tell. Rather than the other, you have to give me the stats. Yeah, uh, roll recon when you spot enemy troops. Okay, cool. That's awesome. And intelligence. I, I don't take intelligence. I take uh, tactician, yeah, if you it. will allow it. I'll absolutely I'll allow whatever you want. So you want to take uh, in, you want to take tactician, go right ahead. I will do just that then. You spot enemy troops, vehicles, weapons. You succeed. Referee should tell you their stats. And, and okay. if we make enough. Uh, XP and it falls to my character. I will also go for frontline leader. I will say, I will tell you that taking intelligence makes more sense for a CIA than tactician. Because the CIA's tactician specialty is not gonna not gonna like outplay an SF guy. But the CIA absolutely will have studied Russian Russian military tactics, weapons, and equipment. So like right. say you see a BTR 70 rolling down the street. Mm-hmm. You can you can make roll your intelligence roll, then you remember. Oh, the BTR BTR seventy can take about eight to ten soldiers in the back. Plus, they can they can port fire their weapons out the sides of it, and uh, it's got a fourteen point five millimeter machine gun on it as well, or a twelve millimeter. And the armor's thinner yeah. here. Yeah, but you know, 
It's up to you, whatever you want to take. You can take tactician, absolutely. Right, Nathan, you need to make sure that we can actually look at the specializations because at the moment I can't click on the specializations. At the moment. Oh, so the so way to do it uh, is just drag the specialization onto your sheet and it'll right, show but, it because we can't click but, through, but, but we can drag and but, then look at it. But you can set it up so that we can like click on them and actually open them up. That's right. Hold on a sec. I am making sure I'm going through. Because you're saying I haven't got permissions is basically what you're saying. Okay, check now. No. no. Yeah, so I'm I'm dragging them all on my sheet and then I'm gonna delete the ones that I don't want. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. what I'm doing at the moment. So definitely machine gunner and then load carrier, so I could just be your pack mule. I don't know what MBC stands for, but I quite like the idea of being uh good at resisting infection. NBC is nuclear biological chemical warfare. Is that what yep. you're saying? Plus wow. one modifier to standard for all infection rules, even those triggered by radiation or chemical agents. Also lets you identify nuclear, biological, chemical weapon effects to, and personnel uh, and equipment. It makes sense thematically. Yeah. You could That's be the cool. NBC rep for your uh, for your company. Cool. If you want it, yeah. All right, we have a plan. Cool. You've got um, you've got M nine. You got a roll M nine tape as well. That's a chemical. That's chemical detection tape. Ooh. The last thing we have to do is moral code, and uh, buddy system. Oh, I need to do specialties. Okay, James needs to do specialties. So, boom, 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 boom. I think you had field surgeon, combat medic, or what were the other ones? General practitioner. And how many General do pra- I get? Just one or two? You get two. One of them right. has to be combat medic, field surgeon, or general practitioner. All right. Yeah. All right, give me a sec. Combat medic is a plus one modifier to medical aid rules for helping an incapacitated character get back up. No effect on treating critical injuries. Which is what field surgeon is for. Yeah, field surgeon is probably better than combat medic. Because I don't think you need a plus one bonus for your medical aid because it's your highest skill role. What it does, what the plus one does let you do is get multiple successes though. Yeah. Like I took I took sniper for my guy, even though he's got A agility and B. I'm gonna and take field range. surgeon. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna have a look at the uh I might go for combat medic, but I'm going to have a look at the uh, uh, interrogator. You can do interrogator. Other specialties. <laughs> you can. You can. Yeah. Take interrogator. You can. Uh, you can learn <laughs> you how to can, take people you apart. Can pair that up. You can pair up. Uh, <laughs> you can pair up field searching with. <laughs> I love how that's considered a persuasion specialty. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um. What is logistician? Logistic. I might take linguistics. Linguist. Linguistics. Linguistics. Linguist. There you go. And speak Polish. Are we picking one or two extra specialties? You should have two specialties. Yeah, one for my specialty has the... to be the one of the ones on your archetype, and then the second specialty has to be. Roger that. Yeah. Roger that. 
normally when you're doing an archetype character generation, you've got one specialty coming out as a new character. Uh, but we've added one to get a little more flavor and interest in the characters. I the am going to throw you guys through the ringer, though. So Yeah. Um, uh, so our spook uh, has what languages? Yeah. Russian? Uh, yeah, uh, he's uh, like English, pretty proficient with Russian. Uh, to like a, and then he speaks some Polish, but now we're well. Yeah, I'm going for linguistic, ling, linguist, linguist, and it says, uh, choose another language. I want to pick Polish, funnily enough. All right, and uh. Wim has uh, has a smattering of German from his folks, but okay. not enough to pass. Yeah, yeah, and and he can speak uh, he can speak English, and he can speak Cockney. No, um, <laughs> he speaks Cockney. Is a different language for sure. <laughs> All right, he, he speaks Cockney, rhyming. <laughs> Do you speak it as get, well as Dick Van Dyke? Get on the uh, get on the bone. Yeah, he's over there. He's over there talking about nuclear subs and shit. And you're like, I don't have any idea what the medic's saying, what Doc's saying. <laughs> yeah, he told me. He told me to get on his bone. Like, what is that even? <laughs> I don't think okay. I want to do that. Yeah, Doc's, Doc's crazy. I mean, to each his own. But get on the blower. What is he doing? What's he trying to blow up? Blower, I know. All right. Um. Um. Yeah. What? What specialties did the gunner choose? Uh, so machine gunner felt like low hanging fruit, oh, NBC, and then right, and then MBC. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What did um, what did Douglas the operator take? Uh, infiltrator, uh, which is a plus one modifier to recon rolls mm-hmm. uh, when trying to stealth, basically, and uh, and sniper. Okay. Um, yeah. Very very sort of by the buck for for this guy. Sniper, plus range, combat, fire, star, browser, and hunting rifles. Okay. So the hope um, is I'll be getting lots of four success hits. Hell yeah, I hope. Because you need, um, so your successes add a point to damage. And the the more damage, some of the weapons, the critical hits um, are what are forces uh, people to roll on the, um, the critical hit chart. For like mm-hmm. an injury, like a specific injury to a specific point of the body. So the more uh, points of damage you inflict with certain weapon systems, then that allows you to have to roll the crit hit. And you know what I mean. It's a little crunchy, but not as bad as the original. <laughs> yeah, it's a little crunchy, but not as bad as the original. True. There is so um, in combat in this system, the combat can get r- real crunchy with the modifiers. But there's like there's there's if you keep it in mind, it's real easy to kind of follow. So the way I figured it was, there's three things you need to think about when you're gonna when you're gonna attack a, a attack a NPC. You have to think about the person who's shooting, which is your individual skill, which is your two dice. You you have to think about like, are you stable platform? Did you aim? Then you have to figure out. You have to think of the weapon system you're using. So does it give me a plus one because of the scope or anything like that? And what like what rate of fire am I going to use? Am I going to use some rate of fire dice to add some more, you know, add some more bullets into the equation? And then you have to think of the target you're shooting at. So is it prone? Is it standing behind cover? Is it moving? That, those those all add modifiers as well. As long as you work through, or as a GM, I have to work through those three things, it's pretty easy to keep to keep track of. 
So it's pretty easy. Like, okay, it's you, you got your two dice, uh, you're standing, you have a good, you're, you, you aim. So you don't have a minus one to your roll. Okay, cool. Now you're going to, you know what I mean? It's, I can keep, I can keep track of it. If I think of those three things. So it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. And then foundry with the core set does most everything for us anyway. So like when you hit, it's going to give me a location. I can roll on the, the, the chart. If you get enough damage, I can click on the rollable table, roll on the crit hit chart. And it, it, it kind of it walks us through the process instead of, you know, having to remember all that. When we get into a combat, you'll need to explain how ammo dice work. Yeah. Um, but uh, we should finish off these characters and get into things, right? Heck yeah. So uh, um, moral code, big dream buddy. One thing, though, um, I never really settled on, an, on, on a speciality. Okay. Um, so I wanted to just uh, take this one up with the group. So... I'm thinking about either intelligence or investigator. So intelligence is roll recon and get some stats. Mm-hmm. Or investigator, roll recon when you spend a stretch or more investigating a scene of a crime or a battle. If you succeed, the referee should give you some useful information about what happened and when. I feel like we're going to be the ones in the fight rather than showing up after the fight, but... That's, uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll encounter that stuff too, not necessarily in the, in the next couple of, uh, next couple of sessions, but. All right. I'm going to grab an intelligence then. Okay. And sorry, intelligence just seems really smart for CIA guy to take. It kind of on, like kind really of on brand. Like, that's, that was my, yeah, like, yeah. when I was a brand new soldier and we were like worried about worried about like the cold war or whatever my job my, one of my jobs i had to study like nato and like uh nato and warshaw vehicles and stuff so i know everything there is to know about like the, the songster missile the the sager missile system rpg sevens like russian tanks i know how i know what a csop is i know like how you know how russian dirt teams work all this crazy, mm. ridiculous shit that's in my head, and I'm 43 years old. I'll never forget any of that silly shit. It doesn't help me in any aspect of my life right now, mm. other than running a really good game of <laughs> Twilight 2000. Yeah, this is the moment. <laughs> it cash it all in. This Your whole I life has been building to this, Nathan. Yeah. yeah. Whole life worried about fighting Warshaw, Warshaw countries has come to running Warshaw countries on a, on a role-playing game. Well, that's a good, it that's might a good get thing. useful again soon. That's a good thing. Right. So a uh, really good piece of information so you guys know, a CSOP, uh, which is kind of like a Russian like recon patrol or patrol, is usually two BMPs in one tank or two tanks in one BMP. BMPs they fight in three vehicle territory. formations if it's not like a big, huge push, if it's just a patrol. But in this game, fuel is, fuel is few and far between. So if you see a bunch of vehicles, if you see more than one vehicle, you probably want to skedaddle. <laughs> you don't want to hang around because... They're probably expending fuel so that because because it's a resource and they're on a mission, so you don't want to mess with them. But if we see a BMP is an armor personnel carrier for, yep. for the Soviets, if we see one of those, that means there's more troops there than our group of four, so we're still yep. gonna skip. Yeah, there could be up to eight guys in the back of the BMP. So, all right, um, which means if you had that anti tank launcher gunner, that would be the. <laughs> So we switch over to the bio tab. Well, bang. All right. Um, appearance, buddy, moral code, big dream, how you met. 
Uh, appearance, how we met, we're good to go. You guys, you guys met in a tent during a mission briefing. Um, morale code and buddy is what we need because it can add you a plus one, situational plus one in certain situations. Naturally, I said situation twice. That's goofy. Okay, so um, yeah, let's go around the, around the horn with moral code. This is going to be interesting. Who you want to start with? Um, let's start with you, James. You can't save everyone, but you'll sure as hell try. That's excellent for a medic. Excellent. And who's your buddy? I haven't picked one. You haven't picked one yet? No. All right. I don't want to play favorites. You don't have to play I'll favorites. Take, it's just... But I'll take, bri- I'll take bribes. So who wants to be my buddy? Who wants to have a plus one be able to roll a plus one on your medical aid roll to help you because you're his buddy? (laughs) James is everybody's buddy. All right. uh, We'll come back to you on your buddy. Um, Uh, I'll take... um... Can can we maybe... Yeah, I would love to hear people like what their moral code is. Mm -hmm. Maybe their dream. Maybe we can find buddies on that. Cool, yeah, let's do that. Let's go yeah. around the room oh, with everybody's... Right. My big dream... Big dream. My, my big dream is get home with some shirt shred of hope and humanity left in my heart. Okay. So, real quick, uh, there was a question from earlier that uh, off-screen that I wanted to address on-screen. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was, what is the situation with your guys' home nations? Um, nukes got dropped all over, and, like, power grids went down, and society started breaking down. Um all over everybody's country is uh, is basically the world is a worse off place than it was. Um, there are split factions within militaries, uh, within your military and the Russian military, as far as you think, you know, that uh, there's some people that are still trying to win the war. There's some people that are like, I think we should take all this combat power and send it back to the U.S. and try to rebuild the U.S. We should stop fighting and we've blown the shit out of each other for long enough that we should we should go back home. Um, I will tell, I will tell Graystorm that the over the, the message that he's getting through intelligence channels is fight the war, win the war. That's what he's getting. He's getting to, Hey, listen, we can still do this. We can still win. Um, but there's yeah, like a bunch of, there's a bunch of military command, like kind of some people have their, have their foot half in the battle, half out. Mm. Cause they're like, I think we should get all this home. Um, some people are like, we need to fight so that we could secure a safe retreat or whatever. That is that is the state of the state of the military that you guys are, you know. That's what everyone's talking about at Chow Time. Hey, do you know Seattle went dark? There's nothing coming out of Seattle anymore. Like nobody knows what's going on back home. So no one's that banging was... on about knowing it's half the battle, yeah? So no, nobody Seattle... knows sh- nobody does know shit. Seattle went from gray to dark. Yep. <laughs> so Rain's nine with... months of the year in Seattle. <laughs> let's go with So it's raining. That's what it is. Unfortunately, weather report for Seattle is it's raining. You don't need to know any news that we have Seattle because we already know the state that Seattle's in. (laughs) All right. um, Graystorm, what is asking the CIA go to what his moral code is? What is the CIA, uh, what is his moral code and what is his uh, big dream? So the moral code is um, I don't know if it goes as a moral code, but I'm above others and they are clay in my hands. Dope. That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and then we can still win this war. I'm in it to win it. Awesome. So I, I believe the the um, 
the filth from uh, high command. I eat it all up. That's cool. The fastest way to promotion. All right. Yeah, I totally believe it. Second fastest after the guy ahead of you getting killed. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I think uh, since he's become a dad, like previously, Blake Parsons would shoot anybody, but his new moral code is kids didn't choose this shit. You never hurt a kid. Okay. Um, And the big dream, like, fuck this war. Let's get home to hold his daughter, Julie, no matter what. Into party conflict. Mm. Blake's Get dead. home. Blake will be dead in the first session. Yeah, it's going to be a child with an AK-47 is going to gun him down. <laughs> Don't worry, we're not going to we're not going to drag you into that morally deep water until way yeah. later. In, in yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. episode no, seven. We haven't touched on that in our session zero yet in terms of lines. Child of soldiers have yeah, child soldiers is going to come in until like episode five. You're, you'll be okay. <laughs> Great. You'll you'll have opportunity to rewrite your moral code. No, I'm just kidding. Um, get home. Don't kill kids. Okay. What is um? So flagpoles was. Do, 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 do. We can win this war. And I know James and Eckert. Uh, so moral, moral code when the shit hits the fan everyone looks to you you'll lead them to safety no matter the risk mm-hmm. That's and your dream. big dream push the Soviets out of this country that was your mission and you see no reason to change it cool very task focused I sense a buddy there yep I do it, too it, yeah it feels <laughs> that way and that way there's those nice uh Pairing between the four of us. All right, cool. That is, uh, yes, that that takes care of buddies. James, can I hear your big dream again? Get home with some shred of hope and humanity left in your heart. Oh yeah, cute. I haven't picked a buddy yet. That's hard to do with... Uh, the machine gunner would be really, really good friends with the medic. Yeah, Because he's got all like the painkillers. Parsons right. and Laker seem to be a good match. All right, Blake is my buddy. There we go. About to peer pressure. There's just no safer place than hiding behind... Like, not hiding behind, but staying next to the machine gunner. Totally. I get it. You stand there, Wall, and you soak bullets. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Let's you lay go. down Hank, hate what? and I'll patch up people. <laughs> you put bullets in people and I will patch people together. Okay. Um that's everything, guys. That's character creation. Um archetype character creation can go extremely quick if you don't have me like asking a bunch of questions and like barking at you like, hey, listen, take this gear, take this gear, add all this extra gear. Um, character have, creation have is fairly quickly with with Excellent. archetype. Like, if uh, if one of you should heaven forbid uh, buck the kick it, then or kick the bucket, then uh, archetype character creation will rapid fire another character out and then GM some way for them to to join the group. But hopefully, um, when he gets down to combat, we'll uh, we'll see. 
name's Piotr. I want to kill some Russians. What do you want to do? Do you want to end it there and then start next week properly or what? Yeah, let's do, let's do, let's do the, we'll, we'll parachute in and we'll, um, we'll get a quick, we'll get a quick intro as to what's going. Actually, you know what? No, let's, we can end it. Nah, do I want to parachute in? Nah, I don't. We'll keep all that for, we'll keep all that for next week. Because it's probably going to get into action pretty quick. Oh yeah, you're going to have to make a mobility roll to parachute onto the roof. (laughs) Shit. No, no, don't change your <laughs> skills. Don't change your skills. You're op- so okay. So just just to to be clear, you'll have to make a parachuting roll. You have to make a mobility roll. Everyone's going to land on the roof. You just have to make a mobility roll so that it's like flawless. You know what I mean? But everybody, you, you, I'm not going to say, "Oh, you failed your mobility roll." Well, James just went into the garden across the street. <laughs> you landed in the yeah. river. Oh, you landed in electrical wires. You fried yourself. Ex- oh, well. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or you? Yeah, you landed in the you landed in the supermarket parking lot. <laughs> no, you guys are you guys will you guys will hit the objective. You'll be fine. But you'll have to mobility roll. Uh, if you fail your mobility roll. Or if you glitch it, then you might break a piece of gear. But and I'll tell you right now, it's going to be your night vision goggles or your radio. It's the first thing that gets broken. <laughs> it's the first thing that breaks is Most your night vision. Kit. You'll land on your night vision. You're like, shit, my nods are broke. Nods are night vision optical device, um, or a night observation device. A lot, everybody in the army calls night vision goggles nods, N-O-D-S. Or if you As want to get funny, to landing badly and breaking your nads, which would be really painful. Nads That's right. Nods, yeah. I've got some. Okay. Uh, I've got some morphine for that. Great. That's right. You'd have to work really hard to land nads first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Trying to do said, the splits someone, while landing. Someone not said good. in chat, "TV antenna to the crutch." Yep. TV antenna. To the oh crutch. yeah. Kind of whip antenna. Like whip antenna to the dick. All right. So um, the. What else do I want to see rules-wise? Yeah, we're not going to roll skill checks unless there's a consequence. Um, that includes getting the drop on people as well. So, like, if you're in a stable firing position and there's, a, there's an, like an unaware enemy moving towards you and it's not a too terribly difficult shot, I'm not going to have you roll. I'm just going to automatically roll on the critical hit chart and you, you hit him. It's like, why would I make you roll? Like, like you're resting, you're aiming, you're shooting. You're going to roll 2d10. There's going to be pluses and minuses. And then we're going to roll. We're going to, we're going to take 10 minutes for you to figure out. You just gun the dude down. So unless there's heavy consequences, like it's active fighting, you're not going to have to roll. So you're like, I'm going to take this guy out. Okay, cool. You take that guy out. Now the gunfight starts to draw, you know, draw initiative and stuff. Um, Ask questions if you, um, you know what I mean? If you want advice about certain stuff, that's cool too. And we'll, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Cool. Does everybody have any questions? Yeah, where do we learn the jargon so that we can sound like we're military? There's no, uh, (laughs) there's nowhere you can learn it. You have to live it. Is there a wiki page (laughs) or anything? There is actually Uh, some YouTube videos that... uh... I don't want to watch YouTube videos. 
I've always ended up watching MR, people eat MREs like that. Um, what's his face? Steve. Steve. What? Steve something or other, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. No? Okay. I have no idea. Steve. Yeah. See, I've got any other game right I would now. just make jargon up, but I don't feel like I can get away with it in this one. No, I mean, you can, you can, uh, you don't have to know jargon because you're, well, A, James doesn't know U.S. military jargon either, but British guys don't know U.S. military jargon either. Right. In fact, whenever we team up with, like, whenever we do joint operations with, like, with, like, England and stuff, we always do, like, a, we always do, like, a training mission with them first, or, like, we get together and talk and, like, do stuff, because it's, it's always good, because we have to figure out how you guys, how, like, the British military talks on the radio. Mm-hmm. So when we call the British military on a radio and they respond a certain way, we know what they're talking about or what they're asking. You know what I mean? Like, this is how they report. Um, let's say I want to call in a medevac, but the closest, the closest unit is I'm doing a joint operation with the British Army and the British military, and the closest air medevac is going to be British. So if I call the British military, how do I need to call the medevac? How do they do it versus how do we do it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's natural that James is medic who doesn't know, doesn't know shit. What do you call it? Nods? Right. I don't know what I don't know what British military calls night vision goggles, but I, I bet you they don't call them nods; they call them something else. But yeah, little differences. So it's okay that you guys don't know military drug because yeah. If I do slip and say something, just like James been doing, stop me and ask me. Nope. <laughs> and I most guess. groups playing this game aren't going to be. Deeply, yeah. unless they got a guy like Nathan in the group, is not going to be deeply versed in this See, stuff I either. Ideally, I should have asked my uh, another streamer guy who does. Um, he he he's, he's in the British military, so that would have been pretty cool if I could have got him. But he's not really. Yeah, into cool. We'd spend the whole time just arguing about whose nomenclature is right. No, no one's nomenclature is right. It's all it's all it's all correct. It's um, all it's like I at some point I'll run a game for you all set in a theatre and I'll be going, Oh no, no, you're supposed to be on prompt side coming from the green room and you can all look blank. It'll be fine. That's and not gun revenge. tape, it's not gun tape, that's gaffer tape. Exactly. That's, gaffer tape. that's the magic thing that fixes all things. Absolutely. Cool. Um if so like uh with I will tell you this, most military operations are conducted at night. Because nighttime, you have a lot of advantages. Because you can see in the dark. You can move. You have concealment most Except of the time. Except if you land on your uh, night vision goggles. And so if you land on night vision goggles. And then you're walking around. Yeah, it's be funny. <laughs> well, um, full moon tonight? If you got to be that guy <laughs> who breaks his night vision. Um, I, you all have spare batteries. Because that's one thing that always runs out too. You always blow your double A's. You'll run out of power. But you got spare batteries to run everything indefinitely. Or for the purposes of this adventure, you have enough double A's and stuff to run everything indefinitely. Um, or till the end of the adventure. Um, what else? Weather report? Overwhelming combat power wins fights. So, yeah, so you hit something, hit something with a hammer as hard as you can. Don't like, if, if you're going to engage, do what, Bat, what's it, Batu in, uh, what does he say? in um ghost in the shell when he enters the he enters the little cafe and just guns everybody down with a machine gun anyway okay, you guys haven't film? seen that never mind well, uh, the principle of maximum it, force remember it. Yeah, yeah use 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 okay. maximum amount of force on even if it's just like a couple guys your objective is to win the gunfight as fast and violently as possible not to get into politics but that's that um 
increasingly has become part of uh, police force training, which is how we've gotten into some of the messes we've been in lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's your that's your objective. And don't start gunfights if you don't need to. And if you're if you're getting ambushed or you're getting shot at, there's no need for you to engage. You can just break contact. And re- always remember cover. You always want to be behind cover in a gunfight. You never want to. It's not like D and D can't hang out and shoot your longbow. You have to be behind cover. <laughs> if we can do. If, I don't know if you know, but the cover gives um, armor rating. So any weapon is going to give a damage rating on a hit. And your first success goes to actually applying your weapon's base damage. Any additional success, either from your skill die or applied ammo die. So when you do take a shot, you get to pick uh, a number of D6s up to your rate of fire. Those, uh, the total of those D6s is how many uh, bullets you're going to subtract from your total. And any six is going to be an additional hit. Now, they can't hit without you hitting with your skill die. You need those are additional hits from uh, su- fire superiority, uh, but if you don't hit but you have bullets, you can still suppress the enemy. So you can you can spray them. Um, I, I generally learn then, by playing rather than like being told. Okay, it. okay. Yeah, always, always, always saying is if uh, if you if you don't spend any ammo dice on a roll, if you don't choose to, you just fire one shot. Yeah. If you're if you have an M4 which has a rate of fire, I think of two or three, mm-hmm. then you can just I was just say I'm going to shoot plus I'm going to spend one ammo die. So you roll the one ammo die, which is essentially a D6. If you get a six on that ammo die, it counts as an extra hit. If you don't get any hits on your skill dice, but your ammo dice turns up as a six, that actively suppresses the enemy. Mm-hmm. That means you got close enough to to make them duck down and hide. And. So your, your armor subtracts from that damage. If you got cover, that subtracts even more. So if we're behind cover with our plate jackets, that's minus four damage to whatever the enemy can do to us. Yeah. So cover is just very... Yeah, it's expensive. anywhere from minus two to like minus four, I think, depending on how hard how hard the cover is. Oh, we don't have to roll for cover? Nope. If you have to move into cover, though, which is uh, an action. It's a, a mobility action, roll yes. and an action. Mobility roll if it's under duress or whatever, but... Well, like I said, we'll handle all that in in cover. Cool. Right, cool. Yeah. So we'll talk about about uh, using slow and fast actions and and all that stuff when we get into an encounter. Yep. Um, yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll drop through like a tutorial encounter as soon as you guys parachute in. So there'll be it'll be ample opportunity to. <laughs> there's someone on the roof. No, there's not. I got, on the roof. I got more. Don't worry, I got more fin. It's when James, when James accidentally lands on top of a Russian tank. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be the one place they wouldn't be looking. He will learn the name Doc Holiday after that. Um, Okay. So, hey Johnny uh, Ringo. Hey Johnny Ringo, I'm your Huckleberry, and hucks a grenade into the top of the hatch of the tank. (laughs) Putting the hucking Huckleberry. That's uh. Yeah, we'll call it there, James. And right, uh, cool. thanks for hanging um, out. So before we go, does anyone have anything they want to shout out? Like some of you have started doing Twitch, haven't you? Or thinking about doing Twitch? No? Um, no, I'm good. I don't need a shout no, out. No, at this point. Maybe later. Yeah, I have nothing to plug. Does anyone have <laughs> We're happy to plug you, James. Yeah. All right. 
Well, uh, well then, okay. Uh, uh, don't forget <laughs> to join all my social media. Uh, yeah, I did spell it right. Excellent. Uh, Discord, if you want to find chat to us, join Discord. Um, there's plenty going on there. We we were recently talking about what games that we could like run off the bat without any prep, and what games we could run with a bit of prep. <coughs> Surprisingly, a lot of similar games. So you know, um, yeah. Twitter is you'll see the uh, when I post the vods onto YouTube and when we're going live and some other random shit occasionally. Um, Facebook, if you don't use Twitter, and then if you if you're watching this on Twitch, uh, there's loads of videos on YouTube. There's like 200 videos on YouTube that you can go watch right now uh, of all different sorts of games. <coughs> Some of them are campaigns that don't go anywhere because uh, I don't get the views. Um, like <laughs> Curse of Strahd. Because real, uh, real life happens. Well, I had to go back to work I was... and I had to like go, I need to, ca- I can't do this anymore because I've got to Yeah, go yeah it to was, it's a long campaign to get involved in, man. Um, there is plans to do a Warhammer game at some point. Attempt to do the enemy within again, but that won't be for a little bit. Um, that's about it. I might try and set up an off-air game during the week as well, another one, just to do something else. I don't know. But yeah. Maybe once um, you're feeling better. Yeah, yeah, once I'm less fatigued. Um... But yeah, we will see you all next week. Thank you everyone for hanging out. Thank you for all the subscriptions today. And we will see you next time. Be safe. Take care everyone on Clear those right. see, you guys. see you on the beach. <laughs> see you on the beach. Don't forget you can support me on Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash James Corp. And also get your name here in the credits. I'd like to thank Eris Sherpa. Weefs, Orcus Dorcas, Matt Jones, Mike Nudd, Ludovic Giuseppe, and Jay Wall. Thank you very much for your continued support. Most appreciated. Bye.